Metaphysics is going to have to be the quote-unquote religion of tomorrow. If it isn't, you're fucked. Totally and absolutely. So what are we up to? Almost 25 episodes now? I'm not sure. It's pretty gangster. Yeah, yeah uh, 25. Yep, last, the last upload was number 25. The societal benefits of punching babies. <laughs> <laughs> and there are some, just let me tell you. I know you probably think that there are no societal benefits to punching babies, but we've studied this extensively. We've done a lot of hands-on research, and there's <laughs> definitely some benefits for sure. So uh, how was the week, man? Oh, man, it's... Is absolutely insane, dude. It's absolutely insane, but I'm settled in. I love my girl. I love her more than I love any other human being. But sometimes I really want to stab this chick. <laughs> Just stab, stabby, stab, stab. That's probably natural. I'm sure that's been said a lot of times. Way more times than it's actually been done. It's been said. You know you know what it is? Because she's, she's a wonderful, sweet, thoughtful, caring human being. Like, I wouldn't endure the aggravation and be with her. Like, I like being alone. I like being selfish. I like doing whatever I want, whenever I want. Um, I feel like that's the superior way for me to make decisions and just succeed at life. It's a, it's a lot harder when you try to navigate with uh, the opinions and wants of another person. Uh, but it's also, you know, there's some maturity and personal growth that takes place when you allow yourself to engage in that. You know, otherwise you're just, you know, but I'm fine. I'm fine with being a child until I'm like in my seventies. I'm totally cool with that. But right. um, what it is, is, and this is what I figured out. If we would have met like when we were teenagers or even in our twenties, it probably would have been a lot smoother, but we met each other like in our late thirties. So we pretty much had everything. Like she had already decided how much she hated men. Because uh, of her past experiences, I was already kind of set in my ways, and then to try to meld together at that at this stage in life is just it's it's a lot of headbutting, man. Yeah, because yeah. I get frustrated. I'm not going to go into details. Once once everything is well well behind us, then it'll be okay <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but in the moment, it's not cool. But yeah. in, in like the last sixty days, there's been like four or five just like major events like life-changing problem events where i'm like yo if you just would have done what the fuck i told you to do we would not be dealing with this fucking problem right fuck you i'm not listening to men you ain't ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do Mm. yeah but i'm not telling you what to do on some macho shit like just obey me it's it's like this is gonna this is gonna set us up for success and minimize problems so the, the latest antic in this is um, one of her sons was like, yo, I'm going to go on a trip to Vegas. And I was like, yo, we in the middle of a pandemic. That's not a good idea. Goes anyway. Gets back in. I'm like, yo, when he get back in, he need a quarantine. He'd been traveling. Does a quarantine right away. Um, we all came back negative, but a friend with him that he went on the trip with was positive for the COVID shit. Wow. So now uh, all the kids in the house are pissed because everybody got to walk around with masks. It's like fucking, a, it's, we're all in like outbreak suits. It's oh ridiculous. Oh my gosh, dude. 
Yeah, so we got to do this shit for two weeks. That's rough. And I had to pay 130 bucks to get a fucking test. Just so that it could be like, yeah, it's negative. But the thing is, is um, the best chance to get a positive is like five to seven days after you show symptoms. Well, bitch, you could have told me that if you took my $130. <laughs> like, you're not even sick yet. You might want to wait a week and a half. Then we'll let you know. They tell you that after, right, right after you <sighs> take it. Yeah, wow. It's a, it's a hustle. No, no matter how real or whatever it is, it's definitely uh, oh a legitimate hustle at this point. Oh yeah, they're they're making they're making money off all of these masks, off the PPE, you know, uh, all these new little things that people are wearing, like the little head visor with the plastic. Yeah, the splash guards. Those are becoming a lot more popular. Yeah. Those were just for the fringe people a few months ago. Now it's like, you know what? I'm about to get me a splash guard. Listen, uh, your boy with the Deer Park uh, water bottle on his head. That was <laughs> smart money. He, he ain't looking so crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, he was a visionary. He saw it coming. He was just early in the game. And we was like, look at this guy. I got with masks on now, but eventually you motherfuckers are going to have fishbowls on your head. Right, so. right. He was way ahead of the game. He knew what was up. He's the only smart one. That's hilarious, dude. That's awesome. It, it, it's crazy. I've seen so many companies and so many individual people just making this mask hustle come up. And it was kind of weird to me. I don't, I don't know how, well, not about other people. I'm fine with other people doing it. But it's like I, I, I would feel a little dirty just making a big grab for some cheap mask just so I could turn them over and sell them. And I just, that, that makes me feel a little, a little scummy. Given so the I, context of what's happening, you know what I mean? It definitely seems opportunistic, but unfortunately, you know, uh, we got to get out of that thinking. Yeah. Million dollars. Yeah. As long as it doesn't involve uh, child labor, like, uh, you know, slave labor, like uh, Nike and Apple, I can live with it. I can live yeah. with it. Because yeah. everything, I mean, you got to strike while the iron is hot. I mean, I'm sure somebody started some, some drop shipment shit with some masks and some some visors and all of that shit and, and they borrowed out like yeah made yeah. last month like what we both made like collectively over the <laughs> last five years and they're yeah. just chilling like well well you got a conscience about this shit uh, i'm gonna keep selling these cheap ass masks wow yeah there's definitely something that i think uh is is self-destructive it's a little bit impeding to your own process to have these high morals about something that nobody else really gives a shit about like you said some things yes if it's child labor if it's anything exploit exploitative like that but if you can just get a product and sell it to people who want it then that's not i mean no matter what it is you're meeting what, a need yeah you're, you're meeting a need you're solving a, a problem even if it's only a perceived problem you're solving a problem and uh, yeah, you can you can capitalize on but that. I, but I got what you're saying. It feels dirty because of the drummed up hysteria. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's something that could potentially save people's lives or help keep them healthy. So it seems almost kind of like, mm, like a, a shitty human thing to do to look right. at it as, oh, this is a financial opportunity. Yeah, so maybe further I, down I the line. That. Maybe further down the line it'd be worse. Like when it was, if it's really, really bad and you selling masks when you should be giving them away. But at this point right now, people are still wearing designer masks. Oh, yeah. You know, so I, I think it's okay to sell them right now. If you, if you still have the consciousness to wear a designer mask that matches your clothes, that means it's just not that bad yet. Listen, uh, <laughs> you start seeing the Christian Dior signature, <laughs> the Louis Vuitton signature. Versace. People, oh, yep. 
Yeah. Yep, all them shit you see on those handbags, you see it on the masks. Right. So by definition, shit's not that bad yet. I think. I think you. I think it's safe to say this is a good time to capitalize, make your money because it's not that bad. Now, when people are just all wearing just white masks because that's all that's left and shit is horrible, then that's right. when you should start giving them away and whenever you know, right. or, or at least hoarding them for your own family or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but not like giving people a, a link to your PayPal so they can get the masks. <laughs> that's not. It's not that serious. So yeah, I think uh yeah, I think it's not that bad. Especially if you can um if you can do it and promote something. So since it's designer mask like a, a artist could illustrate some funny looking mouth or some shit like that. And so I can see where yeah, I get it. Okay, I'm talking myself into selling masks right now. There you go. Look, I was looking online. I saw some shit that looks like um they have like superhero masks. So like, you know how they have the shirt, right? And then the shirt has the insignia. So it yeah. kind of looks like you're wearing the shit. Well, they, they got the shit with the mask. So you got a mask on your face, but it, it's like the bottom half of like Batman. Mm. Or it's like the bottom half of like uh, Deadpool or some shit. That's cool. So, I, I dig that. I dig that. I can see it, man. I mean, like I said, it, it, we're way before the time when you could really make a moral judgment about selling masks. I mean, yeah. the, the government's definitely going to be selling vaccines, so... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think if you could sell a I'm, vaccine, I can sell a mask. Listen, every time I go to pick up my girl's prescriptions from uh, Walgreens, like, yo, you got your flu shot yet? You got no? Leave me the fuck alone. I'm not taking your flu shot. Flu shot, dude. Like, I don't know. I I don't know the exact science on, but the little bit of research I've done says that they really it doesn't really matter. Yeah, whether they don't you get know a flu shot doing. or not. You know, it, it it's not any significant. You know, uh, a significant drop in populations where a lot of people get flu shots versus places where nobody gets a flu shot. They basically showing the same number for flu, right. you know, infections and, and within that year. So if it doesn't matter, I'd rather err on the side of not being injected. Yep, that that's where I'm at too. I mean, some stuff like the measles, the mumps, smallpox. You know, there's certain stuff like okay, you get that and then you're good. So. Yeah. There's certain stuff where it's like, okay, it's a different kind of disease. It operates differently. We understand how to inoculate against it better. So I wouldn't, I'm not one of those anti-vaxxers like, yo, never give any of your kids right. any of the shots because you're going to make your kid retarded. No, there's certain stuff that works. But like with the flu shot, yeah, I, I my research showed me the same thing. That it's hit or miss. They don't know. Um what strain of flu it's going to be. They try to anticipate it as best they can. And the, 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 um, yeah. And populations that get it versus populations that don't. I mean, that's one of those things where I really feel like it's the profit motive more than anything else. Yeah. We can sell these vaccines. They're cheap to make and insurance is going to pay for them. And we'll tell people that they need them. But as far as its efficacy, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Not much. It don't seem like it's doing a whole lot. So I'm I'm not trying to get, a shot from Rite Aid. <laughs> I'm not trying to go get a shot from Walgreens or wherever these places are. So like this, I don't think you guys here are trustworthy when it comes to injections, dude. How much are you getting paid over here? I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. Do, do y'all have incentives? Like, are you getting perks for the more people you give shots to? Is that what's happening? Oh, I'm sure. I don't I'm think sure, I like I'm that. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure their managers are pushing it. Like, sell them because this bitch <laughs> sees me at least once a month. Like, yo, what's up with the flu shot? Was it? No, I still don't want your poison. 
Leave me the fuck alone. I don't want it. I'm not interested. I'm not your market. Some hustlers, dude. And these anti-vax people, I know they shook of it anyway, but a lot of them, they basically saying you're guaranteed 100% autism if your kids get oh, yeah, anti-vax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 100% guaranteed. Yeah. And if you go really uh, full conspiracy theorist on that one, uh, they get into how um, everybody is a little bit dumber. Like you may not get to be autistic, right? That's that's you know a certain percentage of the population, but everybody is dumber. Like mm. they're they're like you know everybody is pretty much gonna have a genius IQ, but why you don't get your genius level IQ when you start out like? Everybody under two years old kind of has the same level of IQ. But as you go on and you get your shots, that's when the dumbening begins. And you begin oh, more okay. dumber and more dumber and more right. dumber. So by the so, time you get to adulthood <laughs> and you've had all your shots, you're fucking retarded. And so it's not the fact that your parents smoke cigarettes and box in the living room. It's, right. it's the it's the vaccines, right? That's what's doing it. <laughs> right. And it's not that, that you spend 80% of your time playing video games instead of reading books. That didn't have anything to do with how your mind developed either as a child. Oh, no, no. Call of Duty 11 right. hours a day is not doing right. anything wrong for you at all. That's the best way you could be using your brain energy. Exactly. Pee wee football, not causing any concussions or head in, any other head injuries. No early onset CTE. Nah, nah. It's, uh, it's we tried vaccine. to tell people. We tried to tell them once you're over, once you're four years old, you're too old for football. Too, yo, football, <laughs> football is a young man's game. Football you got, is for toddlers, infants and toddlers. Yo, once they start, once they start, you know, walking without stumbling, it's, Stop it's, it. Oh, yeah, it's too much. They're coordinated enough to cause damage. Right. Two two yeah. five-year-olds could run towards each other and, and hurt themselves. Right, right. It's but already got, too late. That's torture. You got, you got two adorable three-year-olds just crawling right head-to-head -head on each other. There's right. there's no collision that's going to cause anything <laughs> tragic to happen. Especially it's with just, the crocheted helmets. That's just it, like a whole extra step of it, protection. It's adorable and competitive. And it's it, the, it's the only football that should exist. It's the only moral football. It is. <laughs> it is. Infant football. Everything else is just despicable at this point. And just think about the salaries, too. Oh you know, God. you don't got to pay them shit. Pay you know what I'm saying? This, <laughs> this is definitely something that the owners and the advertisers can get behind. You know, <laughs> you can get away with, like, little swag bags. You know, exactly. Give mom and dad a swag bag, you know, some Gerber baby food, some, you know, different color socks, and, you know, right. it, it, it maybe even like a, a $50 gift card for Olive Garden. You know, maybe, you yeah, maybe. Salary for the season. For your top players, for sure. For your top players. <laughs> <laughs> Only the top players <laughs> get the gift card for Olive Garden. Everybody else gets a family sized box of Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> that's just it helps the kids motor skills you know they picking up one single cheerio you know it helps them get smarter so you know babies get paid in cheerios yeah. it's actually a, a double prong because not only is it nutrition it's brain exercise it's dexterity training so that shows that we you're, care you're right but cheerios isn't our sponsor today so let's not let's not shout right. cheerios too much right you're true true they're gonna be uh honey nut o's Honey O's. There we go. Whatever, whatever company. Insert <laughs> insert your cereal name here. It's, we'll... Right, right, right. And then we'll plug it. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. 
organic, high-quality, human-grade food delivered right to your door once a month. You both can eat it right out of the same bowl while you wear matching sweaters and shit. You've already taken a once-proud wolf and crippled its ability to survive in the wild. Now take that nurture dependency to the next level with gourmet dog food delivered right to your door. Feed that bitch better than the homeless people mainlanding outside of your building. The farmer's dog. Eat that shit, yo. I approve that message. (laughs) (laughs) You totally broke it and you feed it better than homeless humans. Yeah, I hope you're proud. Feed that bitch better than the homeless people mainlining outside your building. You got rioters, you got homeless people, tents outside, and just think your dog, your dog is eating better than them. The farmer's dog. That's horrible. Brilliant. (laughs) Somebody came up with that, dude. Somebody was like, yo, we need to feed dogs better than people. We need to make it so that people can get that shit delivered right to their door. And Gosh. and whoever came up with that idea has infinitely more money than us. Way more. Just because they decided to deliver food that looks like you could serve it at an office meeting to dogs. And they and, and they knew there was a market for that. They knew that there was enough people that were that into their pets, like sharing ice cream cones and shit. They knew people would pay top. Like they really they need so they need something to spend their money on. And this dude is like, or this gal was like, yo. Yo, gourmet, high-quality dog food. And you don't even got to leave your house. We'll get it right to your door. The Amazon model has changed the game, man. Everybody's getting food shipped to their door. Yeah. Products, clothes. What's the other one? Stitch thinks does the same thing, but they do it with clothes. They send you a new outfit once a month so you don't got to go shopping or pick it out or have any taste. Oh my they just gosh. send it to you like, hey, wear this. We're this. We designed it for you. We style. We we styled it for you. We figured out your style profile. And we've got the right the right outfit for you. That's amazing, dude. That's a, that's the new standard of living. People right now, people are gonna be like, I feel disrespected if you want me to come to your establishment. You want me to leave your my house, drive to your place, and buy this stuff. The people that's not good enough anymore. You have to deliver at this point. It was already going there with Amazon, but then the whole, you know, COVID bullshit doubled and tripled the need for people to have shit delivered to them. So, yeah. $650 billion. $650 billion. That's how much the uh, billionaires on record, how much their wealth has increased since COVID broke out. Isn't that insane? Wow. Because everything has gotten consolidated. And yeah, we're all being trained to basically never leave our house, let a robot drop off the food, let a robot drop off all the goods. And now we're just getting accustomed to that's how we're going to move forward with with, uh, business now. Like, think about it. There's not a product that you can think of that there's not a delivery service for that product. Right. Um, I think Harry's is like for the razor blades. Or Dollar Shave Club, they got different things where they just they'll send you, they'll send you razors every month. Right. Every, right. Everybody has moved to that model. It's perfect. I mean, it's it was like I said, it was already lining up to become that. So it might have took another couple years, but this exacerbated everything, sped everything up, chopped down the timeline, and there was a lot of companies who was already streamlined for that. Like I mean, if you're delivering. 
uh, shaving equipment to people every few months or every month. I mean, how much shaving equipment do you even need? Do you need a, do you literally need a new razor every month? That's what I'm saying. So if people are selling shit like that, that's like, it, you know, it's, it's meat steaks. You can get steaks in a box mailed to you, different outfits. You can get shoes and ties and whatever it is. So everybody obviously saw this shit coming and they're going to put you on a program mm -hmm. because I know you don't just want one new outfit. You're going to want one every month for the rest of your life. So we just got it on a reoccurring bill. Yeah. We're going to pick it for you. And that's why we also need to collect all your data. I need your cookies from your computer because I need to know what you're looking at, what you're Googling. I need to listen to what you're talking about mm -hmm. so I can sing you the right outfit. How am I going to sing you the right outfit if I can't listen to your conversations? Right, it's it makes perfect pretty sense. Pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's so shook about the data. They're like, oh, Facebook's collecting all this data. And they send you commercials for everything that you want anyway, right? So that's how they do it. <laughs> the most offensive commercials are the ones for shit you don't want. Those are the ones that piss you off. You're like, what the hell is this crap? I don't have no cats. I don't need cat food. But if you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But if it's shit that you actually want and need, you've been talking about it, you've been looking at it on the internet and all that, and then it pops up on your phone, a lot of people, that's how they find out who are impulsive buyers, who people who are going to see a, see something and just click that shit and buy it. And when you go, when you invent a product and you put a service or whatever on the market and you go to buy ads for it, this is the data that they use to make sure your ads work and you make your money. This is the same data. It's the same shit. So if you got a something you want to sell on Facebook and you're going to put an ad on there, they know exactly who to show it to that's going to click that button and buy it. And as a person who's purchasing ads, that's exactly who you want your shit put in front of, people who are going to buy. So business owners kind of, ha you have to, you, you depend on Facebook or whoever it is, Instagram, collecting all of that data because you right. need to know who the impulsive buyers are. The government needs to know what's going on and advertisers need to know what you're willing to shell out money for. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. It really does. And you can't even be mad, dude. You can't even be mad because it's a perfect setup. It's all it's everything that you're doing online is leaving a footprint, you know, a little track. It's it's intangible, right? It's not like they took something from you. They just watch what you were doing. You were scrolling down this website, and when you saw a picture of cheese, you slowed down for a second. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I know all I need to do is send you some offers about cheese. So then when, a, when some guy in another part of the world uh, puts together a company that can send you cheese every month, you just choose, you know, we're going to send you exotic cheeses every month. Now we know who to show our ad to. And he's happy. He's going to be happy because he's going to be selling a lot more cheese. So it's, I, I'm, it's like no problem with, with it. With what they've developed, they've made it so that it's as if they could break into everyone's diary. Like assuming that everybody kept a journal. Like whatever your thought history is, they're tuned right in. Yeah, Just right in. Like it's access. And then I, I remember when MySpace came out. And how it was pitched and sold to everybody is just totally appealing to your ego. Like, hey, listen, uh, just come here for no other reason and just make some shit all about you. That's completely public. Let everybody <laughs> know because you're important. What do you think? 
What do you like? Tell us about you. Like, go ahead and create your own dossier or profile for you. Just go ahead. You'll do it. And then everybody and everybody was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I yeah. want I want to be able to make this proper. I almost feel like when I'm walking around in life, people just don't know what my favorite book is or what my favorite album is. And it's really not logistics wise. It doesn't make sense to just walk around with all these signs so that it just says it. Yeah, you know, right. I could wear a shirt. You know, but the shirt's just gonna tell you this one band I like. You're not gonna know all the bands I like. So I need a web page devoted to me and everything I like and I, and everybody needs to know. And I've never had a vehicle before wherein I can go ahead and communicate this information like I can now. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so and so now, yeah, they they in your diary, they're in your thoughts, they're in your 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 thought history, and now you know, it's a lot easier to target market, you know, and I don't know. I, yeah, it's I, rough. I, I do see that as nefarious. You know? It's rough. I, I don't see no problem with the um, tracking, like the history, I think, because that's like yeah. you going on websites, you click and shit. The tracking on the history is one thing, but I think the, the listening on the phone, that shit's kind of gap. That one is a little insidious. Because you can yeah. definitely hack your own phone. You can sit around your house and talk. Just talk. figure out a random thing, something you've never really talked about before, something that doesn't have any real place in your life, something you could care two shits about, and just start talking about it one day on purpose and see how long it takes for you to get an ad for it on your phone, on Facebook or whatever you're scrolling. Yeah. See how long it takes to get an ad. Just a random thing. Talk about, too, though. talk about lava lamps. Just Let me ask you a question. <laughs> You'd like to get up and, and change your thermostat on your own? You'd like to get up off your ass and raise your hand and use your fingers to press the buttons? Is that what you like? You're yeah. about that life? Yeah, not really. Then you need to let them know. You need right. to let them know everything about you. <laughs> everything that you say, the tender moments with your family, <laughs> it all needs to be up for sale. Yeah, it all yeah, needs yeah. to be cataloged because, listen, when you say microwave on and nothing happens because <laughs> you're one of these stingy cunts that want to withhold all your information right. from our robot overlords, you're not going to have all the conveniences the rest of us have. That's not a world I want to live in. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a world I want to live in where you say microwave on and nothing happens. Right. That's a, that's a scary, just... terrible place. <laughs> That is a cold, <laughs> sterile, horrible place to exist. It's a desolate, barren wasteland of loneliness. It has to be. You just standing around, no hum of the microwave, lights not on, little it's circle plate isn't rotating. You're just standing there with your thumb up your ass, looking like a dummy with the chicken nuggets, <laughs> not even getting a little warm. The thermostat's three degrees away from where I like it, and it's ten feet away from me. This is a horrible world you're describing here. Thermostat lower, seventy four. Oh my god! And there are people out there who, within the next not not even within the next few years, there are people out there right now who are suffering just like that. They're just like Alexa, play Amy Winehouse, and it's and not it working. Doesn't and, happen, and they're, they're losing in tears. their fucking mind. They're in tears, yeah. and they're not getting up to go over to it. They're not playing it on YouTube. They just keep nope. screaming it. Alexa, play what Amy Whitehouse. 
It's brand new. I just got this thing. That thing's freaked me out ever since it first came out. Oh, dude. I was like, this is how. What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. You got a little spy. You got a government spy, and you give it a cute little name, and you have to give it permission to record. It's like, fuck no. I'm not doing this. What are you, insane? Yeah, man. It's I'm I'm not with it, man. I'm yeah, not with I'm scary. not with the Alexa, the Google Home, none of that shit. Yeah, it's scary, dude. And it's a few of them. There's a bunch of them, and I it's gotta be listening at all times all in times. order to hear you. Like saying the word Alexa doesn't turn it on. That's not what that's not how this works. Like even if saying the word Alexa does turn it on, how does it hear the word Alexa if it's not already listening? Oh yeah. It's got to. It, it's gotta it's, be it's already been in a court case. Oh, it, it was, it was somebody sued him. And a what? Yeah, I'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure it's already been like uh, admissible in court um, over a murder case. Like they wanted the audio of what was going on. Wow. Okay, so that's different. Oh wow. So that if if that helped them solve a murder, then the precedent's already set that this thing basically. That's a slippery slope to where you're required to have one. Listen, my girl would do everything through the smartphone. She is the only reason. We met like six years ago, and within three months, she had me on a smartphone, and I wasn't with it. I'm like, if I need to, if I need the computer, I'll go sit at the fucking computer. If I need to check my stocks, if I need to send an email, I own a computer. I'll just go do that. I spend like... $1,500 on the computer. I'd rather use the computer. Um, and then once you get it, and once you get sold on it, you're like, damn, this shit is fucking convenient. Like, I can know whatever I want whenever I want. And I and I got it. I'm not lugging around a, you know, a laptop. I just, bam. I, I, can, I can get access to shit. And the way that they design the apps, and, and it, it's so bright and fun, and then eh, and it's just one of those things where once it's introduced as a as a convenience, it's hard to go back. But I think I can make it with a flip phone. I think I can make it with a flip phone. But I don't even want to get into the realm where I don't want to open doors and shit because I'm asking Alexa to do it. I'm not. Right. I'm not. I'm not trying to get to that level of like Wally. I'm not yeah, trying to. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be there. I, I definitely don't want to be there. I don't want nothing too automated. I'm trying. I honestly don't even want. The smart TVs, and I know it's getting to the point now where you're almost not going to be able to avoid it because there, there's no more models of TVs left that don't have the cameras in them that watch your face and like weird shit. That there was one, um, I don't remember which one it was, but they said it was one that had, oh, was it the Connect? I'm not sure, but I think they said it was a camera and the TV that could read your face and how you reacted to commercials and advertisements. So if you read, they, they know if you react negatively to it, they won't show you those versus it. I, I don't know. That's a little too far for me. I don't think I want to deal with that kind of shit. So the, I didn't know the, the smart TVs had cameras. I know, yeah. I know my PlayStation VR, that shit sees you. And it, it's got the facial. I mean, I'm, I'm already cataloged. I mean, right. Get me through TikTok, but I wanted that VR. So they got me. And what is and do you uh, do you use it often? Like, what's what's the experience like with that? What does it do? Um, I think it's dope, man. I mean, it's it's not the technology isn't we're not you know lawnmower man yet. I mean, it looks way better 
uh, but it's not like photorealistic. Like some of the video games, the regular games, like now they got it to where it's almost photorealistic. On the VR shit, it's 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 a little bit of a downgrade, but it's immersive. It's I got this one uh, this one game I dig. It's a uh, Creed, based on like the boxing. Okay. Uh, the 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 boxing movie. Yeah. And so you hold, you have the headset on. So there's lights on the headset, so it senses where your head's at. So you you'll slip a punch, whether you duck or whether you just lean back. You know it can gauge where where your head is at, right? And then you hold these two controllers in your hands, and those act as your your fists. So you kind of got your hand around, like kind of like a Wii controller, like it's a remote that you're gripping, but it senses where it's at. So you're using the gloves to block punches Don't. and to throw punches. And it's it's dope, man. It's it's super duper dope, man. And they got some shit too, like where it's flight simulators, you know, and you get that little sensation in your nuts when you're like way higher than you should be, <laughs> and your body's trying to tell you that this is dangerous. So it, it it's it's a cool little experience. And I don't know if it was worth, um, you know, handing over my facial recognition data, but it's 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 already gotten somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So got I, I I already spit into a vial. So that twenty three and me could tell me shit I already knew. So I mean, yeah. I mean, what what piece of data have we not handed over at this point? Our faces, right? All the facial rec- all of our faces are cataloged. All of our browser history is cataloged. Now, like all of our DNA is being cataloged, and they push that shit hard around the holidays. And that's again, you know, they get they get you through the women and the children, because then you're a shitty dude. But honey, I want that. Don't you want to know where we come from? I know where I come from. I don't need. Yeah. I don't need shit. I know what I am. No, no, no. But we should spit. We should spit in this vial and send this company our spit so they have our spit on. And I'm sure if one day we want to be framed for some murder, they're not going to use our DNA in any nefarious way. They're going to keep it. We can trust them. So let's just spit. Yeah. In here so we can get an app that tells us what's going on. No thanks. Right. <laughs> no thanks. There's not I'm seriously and I know there's probably a group of people who would have a lot of derogatory things to say about me, but I I just I'm I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what place on the planet you're going to trace this thing back to and say this is where it it really doesn't matter to my current experience. I don't see where and maybe I'll change my mind one day, but for right now it's just like I got shit to do and me knowing where you know 300 years ago or something like that my dna traced back to that's not really going to help me much right now uh, maybe maybe one day <laughs> but also also the fact that they're collecting all of this stuff is kind of weird to me they could just be looking for something we were watching this movie called uh sure. what is it like it is. power something yeah it's uh this jamie fox movie on uh netflix um and they were just, they, these people take these pills that turn you into a superhero for like a short amount of time. But it's according to, it like interacts with your DNA and all this stuff. And they told, uh, they had a short little piece in the movie where they talked about Henrietta Lacks and how it was uh, based on, like they used her cell work to create these superhero things. And well, it was her like, cells don't die. Right, but you know about that whole shit. Oh yeah, right? yeah, infinite, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's some wild shit. I mean, and I could see where something like Twenty Three and Me could just be a wide cast net looking for mm-hmm. some more super genes and shit. 
So I'm sure you you mess around and send in there, you got an X gene, they might come see your ass. And there's also a lot of missing people too. So, you know, you send something into 23andMe, next thing you know, you're missing because they think you're the X-Man. Yeah, I ain't playing I'm, with it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's it's kind of ingenious the way that, you know, they appeal to our egos and our appetites. Because if it was anything... Because it, it's just the way that you got to speak to the American spirit, you know, like Alex just Jones just broke into some park, you know, they're like, no, we're going to get this COVID shit. You have to let people swim in the river. Like, all right, like, <laughs> this is the hill yeah. you want to die on. Like, okay, like, like we're just to anytime the government's like, no, you can't do this shit or you have to give us this, you know, I forget the dudes. They're like, Yo, we ain't paying that cattle bill. You know, we got yeah. to pop off on some federal agents. Bundies. <laughs> so, right? so there's people who are just like, fuck it. Um, so you can't just come in and be like, all right, everybody, uh, we need your nut juice. We need your DNA. We need your spit. We need to, we need your face. We're going to take your picture. Uh, we need to have all that shit. So, I mean, you got a driver's license, right? And you got to take a new picture every seven years. To think that that's not in a facial, uh, that, that that's not already in like a facial recognition database Stop right. it. Stop it. Of it, course it or, or, or just, and if it's not, it's easily integrated into that. Because they took the picture. They didn't give you like a Polaroid printout. I mean, it's a fucking, it's a digital picture. It's on that server. Something else can communicate with it. You're, you're just not. You're not going to get away with it. If you got a driver's license, you're already in. So enjoy your PlayStation VR. But, you know, if, but even if like, okay, we well, got to spit in this cup in it. But if you're just like, hey, uh, you can make these videos where you can be the star of the video and like you're the rapper or you're the singer and just put your face right in front of this camera. Uh, you're not going to read any of this fine print because there's 108 sections of all of this shit and yep. no one's going to read it. You're just going to hit agree, but um, you know, and just make your little videos. And, um, and don't you want to know, like, you know, white is so boring. I mean, who the fuck wants to be white? It is super cool to be anything but white. You know, you're probably not all white, so just spit in this vial. Spit in this vial, and we're going to tell you, you got some swarthy DNA in there somewhere. We're going to let you know all the cool shit. Just spit in this vial and send it off to us. And then you got an app, and you and your friends can all look on and see his DNA, and, you know, so there's going to be some issues because you're going to find out your dad got some other daughters and sons that your mom don't know about, but you're going to find out through the app because you're going to get that DNA match alert. It's going to be great. So come on. Wow. So they you're... Are they already yeah. alerting people where to, oh, uh, yes. possible <laughs> relatives and shit like that near you or something like that? Is that happening? Yes. Yes, it gets you. So it tells you. And every time, so like whenever any anybody else jumps on and spits in the vial and sends it off, it sends me an alert. It's Because it's just like any app. Like, here's your update. Uh, you've got 27 new relatives on DNA, uh, on um, um, 23andMe. And then you click on, you're like, oh, it's my cousin. My cousin finally decided to spit in the cup. Cool. We're all, we're all, we're all tracked. (laughs) Wow. And then you're going to feel kind of compelled. Well, maybe not everybody, but aren't you going to feel kind of compelled to find these people, meet, talk to these people or something? And they're going to be getting alerts too that they found relative. That's, that's weird, bro. I don't know how. Yeah, that's weird. That's very weird. Oh, there's some. If, if if you got a potential child support case out there, that's the stupidest shit you could do. Oh, Spit boy. Spit that cup. Cause that's, oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, dude. There is there's a whole bunch of back child support being claimed. 
since this shit got on the market. <laughs> wow. That's absolutely going down. That's hardcore. That's not right. Well, then again, I mean, you've you been a dead be for imbe- 22 yeah, yeah. years, you know. And now you're doing well enough. Right. That you, you can pay $99 <laughs> for them to tell you what we already right. know. Hey, you end up back in Africa somewhere. You got but, uh, you know, thanks for the 99 bucks. Also, you owe seventy three thousand dollars, right. <laughs> and, and you have thirteen the, cousins, <laughs> right? And that's with the first two matches. You know, everybody, oh. all your kids may not have spit in the cup yet. That we'll, is hard. We'll alert you. Oh, and because you're getting paid through Cash App, we're just going to start deducting it <laughs> as yeah, soon as they deposit that paycheck. Yeah, we already took it. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, you're finished. Yeah. What could go wrong? What could go wrong with having everything? Uh, connected to this grid of information, what could go wrong? I know they, uh, I know they caught a sex offender. I did see that because they, um, he didn't submit his DNA, but several people who were were related to him submit their DNA, so they were able to They're narrow it down. Yeah, they just kind of, you know, deductive reason their way down to who it was, and they caught him. So I guess that's like, that's a good thing. You know, I'm glad a sex offender got caught, but it's like, there's such a, there's such a dangerous wide open lane to misuse this type of shit. That's what's scary. Yeah. It's a, again, man, I, I can't, I can't co-sign all of Alex Jones affair cons behavior. I can't, I can't stand up and, and defend everything that they've ever said. I can't, don't ask me to do it. I can't do it. But when it comes to, like, this grand Luciferian shit, I mean, it definitely seems like, yeah, we want to know everything. We want to beat death. And we want to have everything. Like, we want a level of synthetic omnipotence. We want it. We want it. And we know that there's a human impulse to resist it. So we're going to sell you on each piece of it. So I'm going to sell you on the idea of letting me listen to you all the time. I'm going to sell you on the idea of not getting a thought and be like, I want to know more about that. So let me go to the library. Because you remember, like, when we were kids, that was the conspiracy theory. You know, uh, you better check that shit out. Get, like, oh, a yeah. library card to check it out into somebody else's name because they're tracking your history of what you checked out of the library. Then they know what you know or what you're interested in knowing. Right. And there's trigger things. books. There's right. trigger books in there. Like, if oh, you, you if bought you the Antarctica cookbook? It comes oh, over. You, it's right. over for you. Catcher in the rye. Bro. You, got, <laughs> you got catcher in the rye. They're coming, bro. That's how they track you by the books you have to read. That's crazy, man. That's a, that's a lot of wild shit. But people, like you said, people, they definitely are drawn to it just as much as they're scared of it, which tells me that it's something, it, it's a natural progression. As soon as we started to make tools, Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It's like as soon as you decided, you know, my hand is not good enough for this job that I need done. I need to make a hammer now. That was that was it. That was the slippery slope right there. That was the beginning. And so there is a linear line, without too many loops in it, from a hammer to a phone that lives inside your head. Well, I, I think there was maybe one step before that because I don't think we were smart enough to make the hammer. Until we decided to kill and eat other animals. 
Like I think I think that the was our brain. And, right, right. Right. We didn't have enough um we didn't have enough surplus protein to get smart until we started slaughtering animals. Like if we would have just stayed chilling, eating eucalyptus leaves or whatever the fuck was going on, um, we would have never got smart enough to to um rot this hell upon the earth. Yeah. That's <laughs> that we true. currently have the technology to do. So I don't know, maybe we were maybe we were never supposed to Maybe we were never supposed to kill things and eat them. Maybe that was the Pandora's box. And then we just started knowing more shit than we were supposed to know. And we didn't have the character to wield it. Or, you know, it just invariably goes bad. And I, I don't know, man. Maybe we would have been better off just being a bunch of dumb, mouth-breathing, you know, uh, eight people that didn't have a sophisticated way of tracking each other or killing each other. We'd have just been fucking and eating leaves and, you know, <laughs> minimal tribal violence. Yeah, it would have took a lot longer. It would have took a lot longer for us to progress because, like you said, the cooking and the food, like, that had a lot to do with it. Now, I've seen some some disputes on whether it was cooking meat or cooking root vegetables. But either way, cooking of the food definitely had a lot to do with the brain expansion and everything else. So a lot of people attribute that to meat. But I have seen, you know, some arguments about it. I don't know. But either way, once that started happening, it was, you know, people started re realizing that they needed more than what they had. It was like, this hut ain't good enough. I'm going to need two floors. <laughs> I'm definitely going to need two floors on this hut. So I got to make some hammers and shit like that. And yeah, the earliest weapons were definitely for killing because that was the most important thing to do. It was kill. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's everything we gotta eat. We gotta yeah, hammers, to eat. hammers were an afterthought. First, it was a mallet. It <laughs> yeah. was a, to 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 crush your opponent's skull. Yeah, and then then we kind of figured out like, oh, you know, I can instead of driving this hammer into my enemy's head, I could, and instead of thrusting this 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 metal pin through their face, um, I can use this to put boards together. We can we can go ahead and and make a truss and get that uh that second story to the hut. This is there great news, Charlene. <laughs> now we can hang this dead animal and make some jerky out of it. Then I can carry the meat with me so I don't have to keep killing. I, can, <laughs> I don't have to just keep killing everywhere I go. I just make some jerky. I eat on this for a few weeks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Save myself some killing time. That's one of the things I always thought was interesting. When people talk about... Uh, uh, vegan stuff and I've heard of even a lot of vegetarians and vegans use like a kind of a biblical concept because they don't think that you know animals should be killed and all this kind of stuff and uh, one of the things I always thought was interesting is that in Genesis and King James Bible I think is maybe the only one that actually has this specific word in it but it says uh, like I've given you every herb bearing seed and every tree that has fruit, and it says, for you it shall be like meat. This will be your meat. So it was like, it, it seemed weird to me, because it's like, why would you call it meat if meat wasn't the original concept of food? Like, if that wasn't already established as a food, it would have just said, right. this is your food. But to specify this is your meat, you know what I mean? It's like if you give yeah. a kid, you give a kid a, a piece of fruit and you say from like, this is going to be your cookies. It's like, so wait, we were eating cookies before. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you're not saying this is just going to be your treat. It says your cookies. That's different. 
So, I mean, there's obviously something established that I think it's pretty natural that uh, for a very long time, people been knocking shit upside the head and cooking it. That's just the way. That's just the way it goes. We might get to a place where that's not necessary anymore, when we start yeah. making the you know the, the non sentient meat chunks that we talked about. That you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're, we're farming just that live just to be eaten. Right. We're farming. They just a whole farm just looks like flesh colored bean bags. Oh, um, that's so gross. They don't have faces or brains. Nothing. They just photosynthesize. They're, they're living. <laughs> just, oh, oh. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's not appealing. But it doesn't it's have a appealing. brain, so it can't hurt. You so know, hurt. I, I think, though, too, I think it's just a part of making us more docile, too. Because I yeah. think, like, because most people are really squeamish. Like, like, most people that eat meat couldn't eat meat if they had to kill their own meat. Like it would be a big transition to go ahead and do that, so I think there's like a there's an instinct that gets suppressed or a softness that we take on, like it's one more step of like being a a house cat, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like how they bred all of the the ad, advantageous traits out of dogs. Like, listen, you, your legs are too uh, short now to chase anything down. Your snout is like too flat feel like to be an apex predator out in the wild so you're pretty much fucked like we bred all the traits that would nurture dependency so you have to eat this gourmet dog food or have an order to the house you don't have any other options and i think that's what that's what human beings have been as we get disconnected from more and more of those ways of sustaining ourselves in real life we just become more and more disconnected from what actually makes life and we we probably are losing something in that process so there's probably like we're we're more docile or we're we're losing a little bit of that um that fortitude that's needed for survival now some people are are psychos and they'll be fine with it they'll they'll take the killing right away they'll be like i've been dying to kill some shit right right i'm glad We're, we're more docile but less compassionate right because we're removed from the process yeah so that That's would true. make you go buy and and purchase and eat more meat than you would ever consume if you had to with your own hands kill this cow, hang it up, right. and drain his blood. Like you'd be in tears, yo. You, yeah. <laughs> that's just not easy, man. I did chickens before. It's not easy. It's just not. And maybe, you know, that might make you a chump or whatever it is, but I'm glad that that whatever piece of that is in me is still intact because we, you know, we ate it, of course. You know, we processed the chicken. We ate it. It was exactly what you're supposed to do as far as, you know, providing food for yourself. We did it ourselves. And once I did it, I was like, dude, yeah, the only time I'm doing this again is if I absolutely 100% have to. If I absolutely have to. I wouldn't just do it for fun. I wouldn't be like, right. oh, I think I want some fried chicken tonight and just go kill one. If I, could, I, could, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Right, and then have a beer, just <laughs> right. kick back. Right. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, man. If shit was bad, you know, stuff was going crazy, you, you process your chicken, you put it in some soup, and you're thankful that you fed your family. I don't think I'd be doing no fancy shit with it. Like, I'm going to kill five of them. I'm a curry one. I'm a jerk one. I'm a grill one. <laughs> like, I don't think I could do it. I don't have that type of, uh, I don't have that type of sh- uh, streak in me to just automatically be killing shit just for the taste. That's not, I can't, I can't do it. But if you have to, you know, you get I into mean, it, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, even if you, cause I'm not like a pet person. I, I don't get, I just, it's children that can't do chores. I don't give a fuck for pets. 
<laughs> but even if you're not into animals, like where you'll share ice cream or tongue kiss them and stuff like that, if you look an animal in its eye, like that's really where they, I think that you know that you're human and you haven't broken everything in you that makes you like a compassionate human is that, that would be the hardest part. Like, like there's something about looking an animal in its eye where you're, I don't know what it is. I don't want to say because that sounds corny. Like you see that they have a soul, man. Right. But you but just see like there. the emotional yeah. intelligence. Like there's some. Do you see the awareness in their sure. eyes? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And that's and so it's like, damn, I gotta look at this goat, and then I gotta kind of look in your eyes and kind of see that emotional awareness. And then I gotta just slit your throat. Ah. Yeah. Ugh. I can't. Maybe we need to. Yeah. Um, we need to have farmers, you know, the people who process the animals that have to switch farms. It's like you don't kill your own cows, you go kill some other cows because cows you don't really care about them. Would that be different? Because the cows you raise, yeah, <laughs> they've been on your property walking around for a year. It's like, all right, well, time to go. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bitch, but even if it was a strange cow, I'd feel bad. I couldn't, I couldn't look somebody in the eye, an animal or a human or whatever, like, and and to be connected with that awareness and then just end their existence. Even know, if it's a stranger cow. A stranger Even cow. If it's a stranger cow. It's a cow that I don't have any pre existing relationship with. Oh well that's just burger. With no familiarity. That's just burger. <laughs> that's, burger. <laughs> that's just burger, bro. If I don't know if that ain't Bessie, it's burger. You know, Murder Bessie's burgers. my homie. That that'd be great. A, a great restaurant. Just, murder burgers? just really make it unappealing. Mur murder the burgers. Thing, the guy who made the heart attack grill. You heard of the place, the heart attack grill? The heart attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people so, have actually dropped dead in there. Oh yeah, a few people have had like you know heart attacks while they were eating. Massive burger. coronary. Yeah. yeah. While they were eating a burger called the triple bypass. Did you see the interview with the dude that owned and created the spot? Yeah, I, there's a there's a um TV show. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's I'm... on Showtime or something, and they have uh they they go behind the scenes of all these different things, and they interviewed this guy, and to me, I he seems to just hate people. <laughs> I feel like he just yeah. hates people. He was just like yo, I did it as he started it as a troll because he was a doctor and he was seeing all of this shit and people. He's like they just don't want to heal themselves they don't he was frustrated like you know yeah. what fuck it if you want to croak i'll croak you i'll get you a triple burger that's deep fried with cheese and bacon and i'm gonna sell it to you i'm gonna put my waitresses and nurse costumes the whole like they play yeah. it up the whole nine and people love it people come from miles away to sit in a place and eat a heart attack burger it's literally a triple bypass heart attack grill <sighs> yeah and if you finish it if you finish it, you get pulled, you get pushed out to your car in a wheelchair. Yeah, um, I mean, there's certain stuff like, like I've been eating lentils, I've been eating chickpeas, uh, like shellfish. Even though I'm not supposed to, I said fuck it. It's high in zinc. I need some zinc for the for the plague. Um, right. and it, I just feel better, dude. My triglycerides. I'm, I'm about to get really self indulgent now. Uh. I was at like 273 and I'm down to, or I was at 283 and I'm down to 172 in Word. about a year. So I've been, I've been going in the right direction. I dropped, I think when I went, I went to the, uh, I weighed myself today at Publix. I was, uh, 
I was about 268. And I was like a 315. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's a big drop. Yeah, man. I got this little home gym. And you just feel better. And you can feel it when you're eating shit that's like killing you. Oh, yeah. Like you're you're not as sensitive to it when when you're a kid. You know, kids can pretty much metabolize anything. But the more you abuse your machinery... Like your body starts going like, uh, yeah, if we uh, if we down one more of these, we're probably going to have to just go ahead and go into organ failure. We're yeah. going to have to shut down. Like you feel it. And I was like, okay, I need, I definitely need to make some changes. But your, your body will tell you, man, when you got to yeah. slow down. But we yeah. all, it's crazy that it's in the culture that we all, like, I don't want to say we all, but it's, it's perfectly acceptable to just eat shit. Like, no nutritional value clearly is destroying your insides, and people will pay a premium to do it. Like, I I, I dig that dude's vibe. You know, frustrated with trying to deal with people and like, yo, this is what people want? Okay, this is what the market demands. And and it's really, like, everybody, you know, in one form or another, that's kind of how this thing works, for better or for worse, Um, is you got to appeal to people's undisciplined appetites that's where the money is yeah you know what i'm saying and and be okay with um if i don't feed them this triple bypass burger that's they're gonna make it on their own yeah they're gonna buy the donuts yeah right they're they're gonna do it yeah they're gonna they're gonna do it i've already given them a taste for it i might as well just keep making it i think it started with um with the canned foods and uh, tv dinners I think that was the beginning of it all because that stuff that you that you buy that's supposed to last a long time, the flavor profile is completely different than things that you cook for yourself. Yeah. Because salt is a preservative. You know what I mean? Salt works as a preservative. Some of the, a lot of this stuff has a bunch of sugar in it. Remember uh back in the day they had like the little the hungry man dinners you used to get. That was yeah. like the highlight of the week. If my mother came home and gave me a, a Salisbury steak, right, a, a Salisbury <laughs> steak TV dinner, bro, you was like, yes, I am loved and appreciated. I got a TV dinner. <laughs> and the syrup and the gravy and the salt and the sugar that's in that kind of stuff that you, you just can't, you don't get that much in food that you normally cook for yourself. Even if you, you know, making soul food and all that, whatever. And still, the flavor profile is completely different. When you go eat a burger from McDonald's, even if you made bread at home, like there's there's more sugar in a bun of a McDonald's burger than there is in any type of other bread, regular bread that you yeah. would be eating. It's freaking sugar. So it's they, they're trying to get you cracked out every way they can. The salt on the fries, the salt and sugar in the burger, everything. The ketchup's got sugar in it, you know, corn syrup or whatever. You just can't get, you're not going to taste that. If you made some tomato sauce for yourself at home, it's not going to taste the way that this stuff that they put on these sandwiches or the stuff, the red sauce they put on something that you're going to buy from the store. It's just completely different and, and you can't take it. And the, the, most people don't even understand how much sugar and stuff like that they're consuming until you back away from it for a while. You you drink water, say, okay, I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to stay away from the juices and all of this stuff. And you go a week or two, and then you fuck around and drink a, 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 a iced tea from the store, something that you bought, some juice that you bought. It, it'll amaze you how sweet it tastes. Just with a little bit of pullback, 
it'll amaze you how sweet it tastes. The syrup. Yeah, you literally taste the syrup. Yeah, I can't. I can't do none of that shit. And that's part of the the fancy packaging. I don't know what it is, but it it's more appealing to you as a kid. Like I remember um, when I was real little. This is when I lived in uh, Mississippi, so I had to be like five, like young, young. But I remember my mother used to work on base, and then she would come pick me up. And then, like, on certain days, like, we would stop, I'd get a haircut or whatever, and she'd get me some McDonald's. And just everything about it, like, it comes in the little the little styrofoam or, you know, little, uh, um, uh, like, the packaging that it came. Like, everything right, about yeah, the yeah. experience yep. was exciting. And I remember the same thing about TV dinners. And it, you're right, the flavor profile, is, and it's probably because it's just riddled with salt. You know, it's just it's just yeah. so much and, and salt in all of it. Yeah, and... Yep. And and but you get acclimated to it to where, and I don't know if that that's a part of it. Maybe it's the way that you know, because I remember it wasn't. It my mother never let it like my mother would cook. My mother never let it become like a staple of my like existence. You know, like all right, I don't feel like cooking. Let's just get some hamburgers. You know, it's like it was like a treat. It was always framed as a treat. Like I'm, I'll take you to McDonald's. You know, not some shit like we're doing two or three times a week. You know, um, and I know there's some people that are living like that. Like the fast food oh, yeah. is on the daily, which yeah. I, like especially because um, I've always been pretty health conscious. I let my um, I kind of got undisciplined for a couple years. But even in my undisciplined state of being, I, I'm still eating shit that I know that my body needs. Just just eating way too much and not exercising enough. But you're right. Once you get like um, a healthy palate. Like if I make rice, I don't put no salt in it. I put garlic, you know. Right. I put cilantro, yeah. Yeah. you know. I put other stuff that I'm like, I know I get a health benefit. I know this is gonna help me fight off bacteria. You know, I put some uh, turmeric in it. You yeah. know, I put like I'm putting. I'm thinking in terms of what does my body need, and and you know, and I'm coming from that perspective of how I'm gonna flavor it. Or with like ginger, you know, there's certain things where it's like you know there's a medicinal value in it. Um, but you do change your palate, and then when you go back and you try to eat some shit, it's it's jarring. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's like you got punched in the face. Like this shit is way too rich. Yeah. Ain't nothing in the world supposed to be this sweet. <laughs> like, like nothing is supposed to taste this salty. Yeah. Like it is. It's jarring once you bring your palate. When you get your palate, when you have your palate in a healthy place, and you re-engage that food, you're like, how the fuck did I ever eat some of this shit? I remember when I went a couple years ago to visit some family up north in New Jersey, and uh, we were going to New York, and we were hanging out, we were eating, and man, those uh, little deli spots and the little chicken spot and the gyro place and all of that, yeah. it's like we do it like here once in a while we'll get a gyro or I don't play the gyro game. I don't, I don't, I don't do all that. I pronounce it the way it's spelled. So if anybody's listening to this and they say it, it's called a gyro. Screw you, it's a gyro. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so we get them every now and then. We'll get some Chinese food sometimes or whatever, sometimes. But when I was in Jersey, my family's like, it's like every day. They're just like, yeah. all right, on the way home, we're going to stop and get some chicken sandwiches from the spot. You know, a chicken sandwich that got the French fries on it and the ketchup. And I grew up on this shit. And then when you back visiting, it's like excitement. It's like, oh, man, I remember these days. And then you eat that shit, and it's just like, 
oh wow i, I can't do this i'm gonna have yeah. to find a salad somewhere <laughs> like eventually <laughs> i'm gonna have to find a salad and then the next day we go to new york and they eat at the gyro place and it's just like that shit just starts to stack on your body on your stomach you're just like this ain't right you totally feel it your body's having a very hard time digesting that shit dude yeah, it's 100%. Not food, man. Yeah, it's, it's not, really it's not. It's not food. It's really not. The lettuce that they, shred, they shred on top of the gyro, that's food, and but it's iceberg lettuce, which has the lowest nutritional value. It's pointless. Of pretty, of pretty much anything in the grocery store. <laughs> you know, there's nothing else in the grocery store you could buy that has less nutritional value than iceberg lettuce, period. There's no point to it. It's just water. It's it's, not, li- it's crunchy water. <laughs> yeah, it's crunchy water. It's just <laughs> it's water just configured in a different way. I know you don't think water's green and leafy, but trust me, iceberg lettuce is literally just water, crunchy water. So they put that on there. Who knows what the actual meat is, and, and what can you know what concoction of stuff this is that they piled on because I, I believe that but you you've had the difference between like um and this is like and this is like a, a cultural test of like if if you're in the hood it is a gyro if yeah. if you're pretentious you want to let people know that you understand that it has like a greek or mediterranean yeah. ethos and that the g is silent and that's no. that's actually where we get the word hero from hero was a mistransliteration of euro and that's actually the name of the sandwich. Gyro. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but the meat, like if you go, so there's some places, I think it's called Swarma, Swarna. Yeah, yeah Swarma. Like the, yeah, so the, you can tell when it's really off a goat and it's yeah. an actual cut of meat. And then they got like these little strips where it's like, okay, this was like some kind of pink paste at one point yep. that yep. you guys formed into uh, gyro meat parts and then added some food coloring. This mm-hmm. is not the same kind of meat. Not like you can tell the difference when they're using the real meat versus whatever the fuck they're processing in a lot of those gyro spots. Yeah, it's just a big meatball that they that they shape onto this prong and put it in that little spinning oven and shave it off the sides. Like it's it, of course, like it's one of those things where you have it and it's like, oh yeah, that was great. But this isn't a lifestyle. You can't just live yeah. off gyro, bro. You you can't. I promise you you can't. It's gonna destroy you. And you won't realize it. You know why you won't realize it? Because the the more the dopamine drip that you get in your brain for rewarding yourself with this salt and sugar concoction, these, these spices and this thing that you wanted, right? I wanted a gyro. I got the gyro. So your brain rewards you for that. And, the, and that's going to happen every single time. So that ends up hiding all of the side effects that come from eating a gyro. And you're just going to normalize mm-hmm. everything else. So if you're sitting around and you got indigestion, that just becomes part of your life. You, you, your brain won't allow you to connect the indigestion with the gyro. Right. We're riding you know, this dopamine high. Right, right. You're going right. to threaten my dopamine. So the, the, the indigestion is just part of your life. Yes, you've had diarrhea for six months, but so what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who cares? I get to eat how, a gyro every day. How much of your life is really just taking shits on the can? I mean, it's such a, a small price to pay for dopamine rush. Not yeah. even efficient ones either. Not even good, you know, good efficient ones. You sitting there splattering all over the place because uh, you, you cut, because you've been eating gyros for six weeks, and that's that's just, literally what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's you know, and that's why I think too, like, um, 
the the you know the ravaging effects of this COVID shit, man. Because they'll be like, oh, well, so-and-so was healthy and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, were they healthy? Like, okay, maybe they didn't have blood pressure or high diabetes, you know, or diabetes. But, you know, how many people go to the doctor and get, like, a whole panel to know whether you're deficient in, like, essential vitamins and minerals? You know what I mean? Like, because, I mean, because if you're not eating food with nutrition, I mean, you could be full. But especially, like, and, you know... And when they even talk about, you know, the disproportionate effect, like, uh, in the black community and the brown community, you know, um, I think a lot of that, too, is, like, if you're in an urban area and your lifestyle is eating shit food, you know, you're probably not even aware how nutritionally uh, deficient you are right. until you get sick. And then your body's like, yo, I got no fuel to deal with this shit. Yeah, and, and, and it's going to it's going to put you in a place where you don't even realize, like I said before, you don't realize the effects that it's having on you because it's outside of the experience. You don't connect it to the food. You're just chilling. You're eating Doritos and honey buns every day and drinking these little waters with nothing but uh, food coloring and sugar in it, corn syrup in it. If that's your daily routine, and then you're also, uh, they, they've already proved that terrible you know, gut health makes you yeah. irritable irritable and anxious and angry and shit like that so i mean you can definitely trace a lot of fucking antisocial behaviors probably have a lot to do with terrible diets and constantly consuming horrible shit that's just what it is and i mean i know it sucks but it's also something that after a while people seek out so they're gonna get to a place where they can have uh grab some some lettuce and tomatoes and they're gonna be like Nah, I think I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go over here and grab one of these honey buns. And you know what irritates me too is that we have to speculate about all this shit. Cause there's no financial incentive for any kind of university or any group. Cause you're gonna fuck up a whole lot of people's money if you're like, let's really look into the long term effects, like not just on the body, but society, like <laughs> Nobody's trying to deal with that. No, no, you know, you're so there's infringing. not going to be much rights. I mean, we have to speculate. Like, yeah, you know, and this could probably lead to this, and probably lead to that. And and really, we're not scientists. And there's somebody now that's like, you know, they're studying like the mating habits of penguins and all this other shit. Like that, we're probably. <laughs> but doesn't this seem like this would be more important? Is to figure out like, okay. What is like the high cost to all of this low low cost food? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it, there, there's got to be way more cost that we're factoring in or where we're shifting it. Cause I mean, I'm absolutely certain. Cause even when you go to the doctor, man, um, I just got my checkup recently and shit. And you know, I'm asking dietary questions, and they're not even, you know, they're they're not really concerned. They're like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. But if your blood pressure is high, we'll just give you these pills. Yeah. Yeah, but but, but, should, but isn't there some other things that I could do to lower the blood? Like, I heard that if you eat garlic, like, doesn't that help lower your blood pressure? Yeah, it might. Or I could just give you these pills. <laughs> it might. So, I mean, so all of this, you know, food that we're getting for super duper cheap, that's super like the high cost on the back end is like all the healthcare it costs, man. All of the medication. And, and I don't know. And maybe... Maybe because there's so many ways that people are finding ways to profit off it. It doesn't have to be some grand Illuminati conspiracy, but it could just be that, yo, it the market meets the need. So the onus is on the individual to change 
None of the societal factors are really about education or promoting that change. But there's a solution that somebody can make money off of every step of the way. Oh, you don't have any money to feed yourself? You don't have that much money to feed yourself? We have a low-cost nutritional solution. Oh, you're you you're eating this low-cost um, you know food option, and now it's ravaging your body, and now you have all these health problems? Cool, no problem. We can get you these pills for cheap to make sure that uh you know that you'll be able to uh continue as is you know so that you can still wake up every morning and go buy more of this food and more of these pills and it's pretty much common knowledge at this point that yeah. they would rather give you the pills than to tell you what to do to put yourself in better position and to be healthier but it seems like that should in and of itself be unethical it should be but we don't consider it that because of the amount of money that's in pharmaceuticals and nobody. So at the same time, we want to see it as unethical. Most of us don't blame the doctors because we would do the same thing for money. I think that's the problem. It's like you see where it's unethical, but at the same time, you're like, well, can you blame him? That's the attitude we have. Can you really blame him if he's going to make a hundred grand just by giving you Zoloft because you said you get headaches and shit. So instead of him telling you to drink green tea and meditate, he's going to give you some Zoloft and that's going to put money in his pocket. Whereas telling you to drink green tea and meditate doesn't help him at all. So, I mean, if that's the position that he's in, how can anybody really blame him? What he's doing is not illegal. It's a moral thing. And like, but it's common knowledge that this is what's happening. That's whack behavior. That's terrible. Well, there's some, there's some like holistic doctors, um, and some of them aren't like all you know with the woo woo and telling you some crazy shit. Like they're they're still practicing Western medicine for ethical reasons. Their go to isn't well. Let's get you on these pills, you know. So there there's some doctors like that that you can go to, but it's you know good luck finding one of them, and then one of them that's really gonna give a fuck about you. Right, right, at all. Yeah, I guess it, it depends. It depends on what kind of hustle they have, right? Because if it's one of those holistic doctors in Beverly Hills <laughs> who's like, yeah, I'll take care of you. I just need to get you some rhino horn soup, and it's going to cost you yeah. $7,000 per, per serving. You know, some of those guys. Because when you're in that holistic space, it does open you up or or open the practice up for you to be Huge able to bring... Hustle. Yeah, for you to be able to bring in, not only are you able to bring in a lot of wild exotic shit that most people never heard of, so they, it makes you seem smart, but it also, because you're in a space of holistic medicine, it it doesn't have to stand up to, of the you know, quality control any, of a lot of other shit. So any it doesn't have rigorous to have any, review. Yeah, no, it doesn't have to have any, <laughs> they just like, look. Look, I got this water from this lake, and the lake is special, so you drink that. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I can do that. You just got to do your research. Some people are going to be dope. Some people are going to be dope. They know about their herbs. They know all of this stuff. And then there's people that's just going to be selling you some salve that they hustling because that's what they hustling at the time. Listen, if you really want to detoxify your liver, we have a $700 Egyptian quartz out in the lobby, ask the mm-hmm. secretary about it. Um, we have one left in stock if you want to go ahead and get it on your way out. Just hold it next to your liver every night when you go to sleep and it will draw out all the impurities and you'll feel better. Because because really, I mean, the rhino horn loosened it up. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> of it. It loosened up the toxins. It just may not have had the ability to pull them all out and that's why we need that Egyptian quartz follow-up. 
All right, sure, great. I have money to waste. I can afford that, sure. That's terrible. Well, I mean, (laughs) just think about how much useful information we would have at our disposal if people who were well-intentioned and wanted to get to the bottom of a problem, right, and really find the solution were financially incentivized or empowered to actually do it. You know, Mm. but, but unfortunately... The things that are going to be readily available, the motive probably is more so for them to make money than for them to actually solve your problem. And that right. doesn't mean, oh, it's capitalism is bad. We have to get rid of capitalism. So everything's about, about money. Well, you know, if it's not that way, then there is no information other than what the government wants. And then the government tells you, yep, Egyptian courts ain't going to do it. What you need is this weak old uh, goat's milk. And everybody gets one pint a month so don't drink it too fast and if that doesn't uh fix your liver problem i don't know what to tell you so i mean so i i get you know that that's the way it's going to be but i mean you have the freedom to educate yourself and ask questions and maybe not go with the egyptian courts maybe just yeah. uh, maybe just change up your diet you know but oh, yeah try I, a few I, things I, at least yeah. don't just stop there <laughs> right well i wish i just wish that there wasn't like, cause this has been it. Like, cause I remember my, cause my aunt. I lived with my aunt for a while, and she was real. Like, she was into some. Yo, we're gonna eat pulse. You know what I'm saying? Like, just eat pure food. Really into all of that shit. Like, you know, um, do do a week long, uh, fast and cleanse. Like, to where people are gonna be shitting out crowns that you ate when you were four years old that never worked its way out of your body. Like, super into it. Like, I remember being eight years old and she's showing me this book. Like, here's all the different stools that people got out, you know, from wow. from, from going on this uh, this this kind of particular, you know, religious fast. This is the impurities you get out of your body. So I, I, I remember people being into this shit since the 80s. And, you know, we're four decades down and nobody really still knows what the fuck. People still don't know exactly. You know, it's like, oh, I, I lost 50 pounds. How did I lose 50 pounds? I ate nothing but bacon and cheese. Yeah? And you lost 50 pounds? Yeah, it worked. Well, what's the long term? That that can't be good for your health long term. You know, and then you people know. say like, well, yeah, people <laughs> say that the carnivore diet, you know, you eat nothing but meat. And for whatever reason, you don't see that fluctuation in like your cholesterol and you're not more likely to get heart disease. But it's only if you eat just meat. If you start mixing in like any bread or any fruits or sh- any other sources of sugar that shit will really fuck you up. But it's like, but I don't think we've done enough research to understand why it's like that or what the long-term effects are because we're not really interested in solving the problem. Like, look, we don't got to, look, are you hungry right now? Yeah, I'm hungry right now. Shove this shit in your mouth. We'll figure the rest out later. Yeah. And that's pretty much to the extent that we we really look into it. Because, you know, you see stuff, you know, people get on and they seem like they're gurus and they know what they're talking about. And then you go and you talk to a doctor and they're like, nah, that's all bullshit. <laughs> and I don't have the time. Like, I'm not a jack of all trades. Like, I can't just be an armchair, you know, herbalist to fucking start trying to understand, you know, uh, chemistry at my age and just think that I'm going to be able to figure it all out, man. I don't, I don't have the energy to do that. Where, where are the reliable sources of information about nutrition? I think genetics is the, is the factor that people don't want to talk about. Period. Genetics. Everybody wants to act like there's one specific thing that everybody's supposed to be doing. And I'm sorry, but like if your 23andMe goes back to Iceland 
and my 23andMe goes back to sub-Saharan Africa, we probably have different requirements. That's just the fact. I mean, of course, we people evolve and change. (laughs) Of course, people evolve and change over time. So you can kind of, you know, ease into having a diet that's more, you know, Americanized or Westernized or whatever you want to call it and still survive and be fine. But as far as what's going to work for you to reach your optimum health. Yeah. It's probably not the same for everybody. You can't. Some people are going to do great. Like, okay. The amount of rice that people eat in China would give most people in America diabetes. Yeah. But but they're fine with it, obviously. So, of course, it's a different type of rice. It's a different climate. It's a different genetic group of people. So they're fine with it. Other people in the world can't eat like that. Now, some people in the world are probably not going to be able to uh, glean as much nutrients from eating a vegan diet there's some people right. that on you go go on YouTube. Look at some of these people. Oh, I've been vegan for a year. They look like they've been dead for six months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and this is just it. And there's other people that are vegan and they're out here lifting weights and they freaking doing all kind of sports and everybody just don't have the same requirements. But that's that's gonna that's a slippery slope of a conversation. What else is different genetically? So I mean Yeah. And, so you just and, tell everybody to eat chicken. Right. <laughs> just no, eat but, chicken, but, you know? But but you you're at, but you're absolutely right, and because of all the sensitivities around the genetic shit, we we would just as soon not even answer the question that could potentially really improve the quality of people's lives, because we have to avoid a landmine issue. But I agree right. with you. Yeah. Obviously, if your ancestry has you know, because we recognize it in if, if you know if you descend from people that were herdsmen and you know and were. That's the difference of whether you're going to be lactose intolerant or not. You know, do you right. have generations and generations of people that were living in close proximity to animals, drinking their milk? You're not going to be as susceptible to certain um, diseases. You're going to be able to process the the milk lactids or proteins or whatever, you know, in, in a way that some. So I'm sure that applies to all kinds of other things. You know, so yeah, maybe somebody that that really comes from generations of. Hey, there wasn't meat as a food source, so we were we by necessity we had to be 100% agrarian. Their body could probably metabolize and glean all those nutrients from those plants in a way that somebody else who was like, uh, yeah, we were murdering horses and drinking their blood for 2,000 right. years. Right, you, we're just anyway. not gonna be able to get the same effect. Right, yeah, we've been living off well blubber for 500 years. What are you talking about, vegan? Right, with no coronary heart disease. With and no body coronary heart disease. process all the blood. Right. Yeah. We've been eating fat for... <laughs> right. No no problems <laughs> over here. We're good. We're good. Y'all are eating burgers and dying from them. We're over here eating whale blubber and we're good. See, it's different. Right. It's different. And like I said, I know it's a weird conversation. I know... Like if somebody says, so what, what do you think the optimum diet is? Like, I don't know. What color are you? <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's uncomfortable. But... Eventually, somebody's going to have to come up with something or, or unless you're just going to try everything out, figure out what works for you. But the problem is, you know, you're going to try the carnivore diet. That won't work. You go keto. That won't work. And then you go vegan. And you're like, oh, so the whole planet should be vegan. It's like, no, doofus, you should be vegan. If that's what you know what I mean? If this is for you, if this is the thing that works for you, then go for it. You don't have to internalize that and turn it into a war against every other diet. Right. And there's certain things, too, that... um. Like you'll get on your blood work panel where they'll they'll give you the different readings for different um, people groups. 
So they'll acknowledge it to a certain degree. Like, you know, if you're if you're of this ancestry, then you're going to want to be within this range. And if you're in this ancestry, then this range is going to be normal. Like even our, our natural, you know, uh, levels for some of the uh, operations in our body is it's just not going to be the same for us to be at our optimum. But I don't know. I guess that's racist. So yeah, you're doc, a racist. And I Dr. Disavow Umar, you. Dr. Yeah. Umar would say whatever the establishment tells you is your number is supposed to be, you either double it or cut it in half. Never <laughs> trust it. <laughs> if they tell you your blood pressure is 100 over 80, then you need to be at 200 over 160. <laughs> like, don't trust That's them. That's normal for you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want you to operate at your full capacity. You're trying to weaken your melanin, you know? That's what it is. They don't want you to become the god that you are. Fucking so, yeah. I can't, I can't do it. I, and even that, like, going to get these people uh, to take your blood and tell you, I guess it's, you know, it's important to a certain degree. But even that, if they're really that deeply sold on getting you on some drugs, you think they can't, like, cook the books a little bit? Like, oh, your blood pressure. <laughs> we, we're going to need you to get on these statins. You don't think they do that? I mean... Maybe in some situations, I would I would think my gut tells me that that's super rare because there's always some shit they can give you for something like because I, I think because because now you can get a blood pressure machine that tells you your blood pressure. And you're like, how come every time I go to the doctor is 140 over 90, but every time I'm home, it's 120 over 70. Right. You know, so, right. But I, I think there's other things like, oh, maybe maybe you are a little depressed. Don't you want to feel happy? I mean, I remember the lady tried to sell me because the only thing I really could have um, or that she could sell me on uh, was my, I have low T. I was like, you're supposed to be between like 250 and like 1300, whatever the measurement is. And I was at like 220 something. So I'm, I'm on the I'm like under the low end spectrum of where you're supposed to be. And I'm sure it's just because I haven't been lifting weights as much. I haven't I haven't been eating properly or getting my proper sleep. So all of those things affect your testosterone levels. And I'm just getting old as fuck. But her thing was like, yo, we can get you on them steroids, B. You wanna mm. you wanna steroid up? And and I was reading online, it's like, yeah, you could probably give yourself a heart attack, like there's all these things. But I was like, you know what? I mean, it may feel nice to have that energy and be a little bit, you know, get diesel a little quicker in the gym. So I was like considering it, but at the same time, it's like for my health, like I'd rather kind of just do what I know to do to be healthy first before I'm going to have medication be the answer. Right. But if it enhances, if it improves my mood, if it improves my, you know, the way that I feel, you know, then maybe, you know, maybe. But I, I you know, in my experience with the doctor, there's very rarely anything that the fucking doctor can do for you. If it's yeah. the the only motherfucker that's worth a shit in the medical field is a surgeon. A surgeon can save your life. They know exactly what to string together and cut open and remove to to fix you. Like if it's a situation like that, I needed my appendix move removed. You know, I need to get a stint put in. Or blah 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 blah. Um, those dudes and 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 do that. They you know they have value. Everybody else, I feel like they don't fucking know. They're all guessing. They all really don't know. They're like, well, we can try to figure it out based upon what your insurance is going to pay for. So I just kind of got to the point, like, if I'm not dying of, like, AIDS or cancer 
or I have like a fence post stuck through my shoulder, <laughs> there's no point. Just yeah. go see what my blood levels are and if I'm deficient in any vitamins or any, you know, um, you know, whatever chemicals I'm supposed to have at whatever levels, I see the value in getting that checked. But for the most part, I mean, this shit is like, I never go to the dentist, you know, like, why don't you go for your checkups and cleaning? Because I brush and floss twice a day. Every time I go, they're like, okay, cool. Well, you don't have any uh, cavities. Cool. Uh, you want your teeth a little bit wider? No, nah, I'm good. Bye. You know, there's nothing like, just take, eat the right foods, exercise. There's no reason for you to go to the doctor because they really don't know. They'll have yeah. you do. Like I've been, I'm like, yo, I got some, I got some pain in my leg and da, 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 da. you know, and like 15 different tests later, like thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, we just don't know what it is. So I'm sorry your leg hurts. All right. Awesome. That's it's awesome. Just, one, just one of those human aches. Right. It's like, just from being alive. It's just like, right. I got this, my muscles been twitching every day at 3.30 for six months. What, I don't know what this is. Like, yeah, just, um, I don't know, drink some more water. And uh, well, we got these pills you can try, but they're going to give you diarrhea. We got a pill for that, too. But right. that pill gives you migraines, but we do have a pill for those. Right. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't want, dude, I, I, I'm terrified because I've seen family members and it's horrible. Like, once the... Once the, the, the medical industry gets its fucking fangs in you and, like, you're reliant on them for, like, your ability to stay alive or to lead a good quality of life, oh, uh, that's it's, it's you're trapped, man. Yeah. You're absolutely trapped. So mm -hmm. my whole thing is, like, yo, take care of yourself. Treat your body sacred. You know what you got to do. Eat eat less. Eat to live. Don't live to eat. And, 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 you know, go on a walk. Fuck. Do some squats. Do something. And give your give your body what it needs. Yeah. Listen, I, I know a hamburger a hamburger tastes way fucking better than garlic, cilantro, turmeric, rice. I know, I know. If, Only if on the front end, get... though. Only on the front end, because <laughs> right, when right. you go, when you're walking into it and you see the salad with the avocado and you know all that kind of stuff, and then you see the double cheeseburger with the bacon. Almost nine, almost ninety something percent of the time, the double cheeseburger with the bacon is more appealing to you. It's more appealing to the eye, to the brain. Just like it's just a lusty ass oh, burger. Yeah. It's just a, just yeah. a lusty burger <laughs> lusty staring at good. you. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good restaurant too, right? If he could do, uh, if he could do heart attack, we can do lusty. lusty. I mean, a lusty burger just staring at you. Lusty. But if you, but if you You're actually lusty eat... burger, that is crazy. <laughs> but if you actually eat the salad, welcome to the, the lusties. Welcome to lusties burgers. We got oysters and clams. We got all the <laughs> shit that we could call. Yeah, we just everything has a like an aphrodisiac spin on it. Like all the burgers have some. We just find all the shit around the world that people make an excuse for. It's like uh, yeah, all the aphrodisiacs and we put it. Oh all, yes! All, all the all the all the string potatoes are like little little penis cut, like you know, oh, like yeah. uh, Chick Fil A got the waffle, the waffle yeah. fries. We got, got little cookie cutters, fries, little penis just... shapes. Get some phallic fries. Oh my gosh, this is a good one. There's something here. <laughs> There's something in there. Lusties and yes. all the burgers because they're already round. Like the way that they cook the buns, they all look like titties. You know, they got like little nipples oh, yeah, on the top yeah. of the burger. Oh, I was thinking we could uh, we could split them 
you know how you split them while they're cooking so when it opens up it has like that little fold on the front like when you cut oh, the yeah. top <laughs> like, yeah that oh my gosh dude this is perfect lusty's lusty's burger joint oh lusty's diner that's great dude. yeah yeah, and we'll have we'll be and the it kind of sounds like crusty burger phonetically, right? You yeah, know, so like, it'll it'll like tap into some of that memory, right? Tap into yeah, some yeah, of that yeah, name yeah. recognition memory without getting Lusty sued. Lusty burger, this sounds kind of familiar, right? Right. I, I don't know why though. I just want one. We'll be revolutionary right. because we'll have a co-ed staff, and they're all lusty. The dudes and the women who the servers, they're all lusted out. All the servers right. are lusted out. Gotta have that. Gotta have Yo, passion, and that, passion and that actually drinks. the thing is they're just super inappropriate. Like like they're just way like you and you'd have to have a security guard. Because yeah. there would be some asshole who would just, you know, I think this girl really likes me and follow her to the pot. So no. for the safety of the employees, you have to, but just have dudes, you're right, just dudes that like give them back rubs to the grandmothers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to work them out of their inheritance. You know yep. what I'm saying? I'm just, down for that. just overt sexuality. Lusty's. <laughs> Lusty's Diner. Oh, no, or Lusty's Bar and Grill. I love Lusty's it. Bar and Grill is good. I kind of like, I mean, maybe we could franchise it. Like, we can have, like, the Lusty Burger will be, like, the, you know, the In-N-Out drive through You know, Lusty Burger. You know, it's, yeah. it's a fast food spot. But then if you want something that's a little more... You know, like Bennigan's type yeah. shit. You go, yeah. you go, and you Lusty's sit down at Lusty's Bar and Grill. Put on a collar shirt, you know. Put <laughs> yeah, on put on a collar shirt just so you can come here and see. Just so you can come here and see a dude with his shirt off and a pipe print and his box and his uh, biking shorts <laughs> serving your grandma, <laughs> literally and figuratively serving your grandma at Lusty's. <laughs> Where's grandma? Grandma went to Lusty's to watch the game. Grandma don't even care about sports. <laughs> Grandma's at Lusty's watching a game. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to. No, I was just saying, like the the if you if you eat the salad, because the point was it only wins on the front end. If you actually you use the willpower to choose the salad, you feel a thousand times better when you're done than you would after you finish the Lusty Burger. The Lusty Burger is going to oh, destroy you. It looks awesome, but it's going to destroy you. Your gut's going to hurt. Dude. You're going to call yourself a fat pig in your own mind after you finish with it. This is why you look the way you look, because you, you eat these Lusty Burgers all the time. You're horrible. <laughs> I fucking hate life. But if you eat the, the avocado salad, you'll be feeling beautiful. You're great. You got willpower. I'm glad I chose this. You'll be proud of yourself. And on the back end, it's way better. But, I mean, the it, burger yeah, is Lusty. It's, it's, I ain't going to never... <laughs> There's never been a time after 35 where I've indulged in some food like that that I've super won, paid paid the extra 10 bucks so that Uber Eats can bring it right to my door. I just want it. I'm lusting for it. After you have it, there's happened a time after 35 where I haven't immediately regretted it. Like, like an alcoholic. Like I'm like, yo, I'm never doing this shit again. Because right. you feel it, you feel like you feel the insulin spike, like you feel everything about it. Every every operation is going on in your body, like as a warning system. Like, hey, <laughs> hey we're not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> it all starts ringing, you know, four alarm issue right away, and you're like, yo, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Especially when you like when you eat and you immediately fall asleep. 
Like, yo, I'm tired as fuck. Where your body, your body is basically telling you, like, yo, we got to shut down. We have to shut down all. You can't read a book. You can't watch TV. We need, we need to basically put you under anesthesia, so we can work out these lusty burgers through your colon. Like, that's how much of a toll it is on your body. We just got to put you to sleep. Yeah, lusty burger. Like your wins. body's telling you, like, we got to perform surgery. <laughs> You're sweating lusty, and shit. Lusty burger will lay you out. <laughs> yeah, sweating the meltdown alarm is going off inside your body. It's like open, open events. We gotta open events. This shit's gonna melt down. <laughs> <laughs> Lift the blast doors. Like yeah, everything's going wrong, you know. <laughs> and you're just still trying to finish it. You're staring at the rest of it on your plate. Like it's only four more bites. I can do this. I can't. I can't yeah. let the lusty burger beat me. Yo, and I have. Had that drilled into my head, man. Like whatever's on my plate, I'm gonna finish. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I had I had to I had to rework my like it was a guilt thing. Like wasting food, people are starving. You can't just starve. You know, wasting food. But when you're getting shit food, yeah, you just gotta you gotta cut your losses. Yeah. You like what I paid, I paid ten ninety nine for so this. What? Nope. So what? It only cost loss two fifty. <laughs> right. Two, just two fifty worth of, of food. <laughs> yeah, you got to think about it wholesale, not retail. Well, you can't, you can't right. take the price you pay. You got to be like, actually, that's about 87 cents worth of food. I'll just throw it away <laughs> in real life. And, and also, it's like, yo, you paid ten ninety nine to get full. You're full. You're full. You got yep. your money's worth. Yep. yep. That, that's what you did. You're like, I'm going to spend ten ninety nine to be full. That was your plan. You got the flavor on the way in. You're full. There's some left over. Listen, and if you keep it to the next day, that's really the eye-opening, too, with, with processed food, is when you look at it the next day, and it's like, this isn't food. This doesn't look like food. This doesn't... This food is not supposed to be like this. It ain't cute no more. Especially, especially if it was something greasy, and you know you know when it dries, oh. you know when it all congeals, you're like, uh, was this shit on here the whole time? Yep. And I can only see it now because it's cold? Yeah. Yep. And the rest of it's in your gut. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, right, right. Clogging it's up like, your pipes. They're like, oh, that's what. I... It's like if you wake up the next day and you got the uh, the AIDS lipstick message on your mirror. Oh like shit! Like, oh shit! I was I was <laughs> right. I got I got the hiv. That's oh. that's that's what the burger's telling you. Like I just gave you burger AIDS. Bro. I'm inside of you. All okay. all this nasty congealed shit that you're looking at, it's in you. Listen, I, I had I, I must have laughed at that for two years straight. Two years straight. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it was the Waterfalls video or so. It was something where that happened in a movie or something like that, where the guy wakes up and yeah, yeah, you have AIDS on the mirror, right? AIDS in in red (laughs) lipstick. Yo, I I think it was the Waterfalls video. I know it's horrible. I know it's not funny, but I'm just saying that is some hardcore shit. Just imagine the life you, even if it's a, a, a troll, even if the person doesn't have AIDS, they just write AIDS on the mirror with lipstick and walk out. Yo, it's going to be a long time before you function properly again. How many people oh, do you think would yeah. even go get tested realistically? How long? Like, yeah, I would, I would have to know. Would. Some people would, but I think most people would just, it'd be like the swamps of sadness, bro. Assume you got got. Yeah, you'd just be like, yeah, nobody, yeah, I I feel it. I feel sick now. (laughs) Like, I'm starting to deteriorate. I got got sores that won't close. You just basically destroy yourself with your own stress. But, yeah, that shit, oh, my God. Get it to a a juicy hypochondriac 
Oof. <laughs> oh. Oof. So you find someone that's super neurotic, maybe of the juice. You get them that message, and they're living with that terror in their mind every day. Like, yo, you, you piss somebody off for them to yeah. come at you that yeah. way. Like, even if they're, they're not to give you the AIDS for real, but just to fuck with your head. Yeah. But then but then I got the real stats on AIDS, and I, I resented the public school system even more. Like, like, this was some bullshit. Like, you were talking about, like, genetics and how shit really affects you. Once I learned, like, the real stats on that shit, I'm like, yo, you had me terrified. Literally, every time that I had sex as a teenager, I was like, yo, I think I got AIDS. I'm pretty sure I got AIDS. <laughs> Cause I have I have the juicy neuroses, right? So I was super paranoid every time I had sex, and then you become an adult, and you're like, yeah, you could pretty much fuck raw, and there's like a <laughs> one in four hundred chance that you'll get AIDS. Like, it's pretty hard to get AIDS as a man. It's like the only way you're gonna get AIDS is if 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 you do anal sex. Like that's uh, how you're gonna get AIDS. It's a vow. It, but but that's the real <laughs> statistics. But that applies for women too. Like, if, if a woman has AIDS and you have vaginal sex with her unprotected, it's one in 400 chance you might get it. Your chances increase dramatically if you have anal sex with that same girl. Because there's going to be the tearing, the anal fissures. There's going to be blood involved that wouldn't necessarily be involved with vaginal sex. So it's up in your chances. I hate to get so graphic, but this is science. So I'm like, you basically, because... The homosexual community was ravaged in the 80s and nobody really gave a fuck, which was wrong. Like obviously, you know, all the people right. that were activists back then to try to help those people. Yo, that that's righteous. Who cares? Whatever. Like, like they're human those were human beings that were neglected because they led a um uh, a demonized lifestyle or whatever. I get it. But because they got fucked up during the 80s, all the kids in the 90s where I remember all the speakers, yo, they all had you terrified. Oh, yeah. That if you oh, just, yeah. I remember even finger popping girls, be like, yo, I think yeah. I got the AIDS. Yeah, kiss, I think yo, I got AIDS. A few right. years in my life, I believe <laughs> kissing, they give it to you. I believe you could get it from kissing for well, at least a uh, What if you got a sword in your mouth? Two, right. For at least a year or two, I thought it was a kiss. And then eventually, when you're like 14, you take kissing off the list. But I mean, at first, yeah, it's like everything. Anything will give it to you. But I mean, but also at the time, a lot of people were saying that it was a disease for a specific group of people, not for them, but it was a disease of a specific lifestyle. And they did uh, do a lot to fight against that idea and um, and push back on that. Like, no, it's not because of this. And science was saying that I think from the well, let's not say science. Let's just keep it real. People who knew about the disease, they were just like, oh, it's for the gay people. So it might have been a hasty judgment. Yeah, they judgment. called it gay cancer, I think, at yeah. the beginning. It might have been a hasty yeah. judgment. Maybe they didn't have all the information at the time. It was an assumption that they made. It, 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 it was probably dismissive. It was probably a little bit bigoted. All of that is probably true. Sure. But the facts are the facts. You know what I'm saying? So it's sort of like people being, you know, they're like, oh, these cars on the highway are killing us. And it's like, well, they can only kill you if you actually go on the highway. Well, we have the right to go on the highway. You can't tell us just because we go on the highway, right. we're going to get killed by cars. <laughs> it's like, all right, but I'm just saying you do what you want to do, but listen, you probably won't get killed by cars on the highway if you stay off the highway. And they just and, not and trying you know to what? But and it's just well, one of those not, things where unfair. it's like that's probably unfair to say they're not trying to hear it. But because <laughs> I mean, it's not like they you can't really avoid it, right? I mean, if you if that's your lifestyle, it's not there's no real way around that. 
this is pretty much all you have, right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's no, yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You can can encourage more cuddling. Yeah. That's the whole party, bro. Like, you that's the whole thing. Right. This, this this particular, but, but, but you, but you understand my frustration. My frustration isn't like, it's not, it's not to bash gay people. Not at all. That's, that's not the thing. But just scientifically, you knew. And there was a scientific explanation for why this disease was going to be more prevalent in gay men than any other demographic. But there absolutely was a chance as a heterosexual person, as a man or a woman, you could get it from unprotected sex as well. But you had the on the likelihood of that. And it was way more likely, and that's why it was so much more prevalent in uh, amongst gay men but you had the data but for political reasons you know and you know it's the baby punching principle you know we all got to be equal so punch the baby but (laughs) but there's certain shit like there's a plausible explanation you know there's a scientific rationale of why that is and it's not you know because gay people are evil and god is judging them and all that other shit that people tried to turn it into like nah there's just going to be naturally more blood involved in that kind of sex that you're just not going to be able to get around. That's the scientific explanation. So why are you making us all terrified? Like, you know what I mean? It just seems like it was an irresponsible use of the of the information, man. Because I remember yeah. all those guest speakers coming in and just afterwards just being just filled with fear. Just filled with fear about sex, man. Yeah. It's probably because those lines were never as um, I don't want to say hard here but uh those lines were never as established (laughs) they were never as firmly established as a lot of us thought they were there has always been a lot of gray area more than a lot of people want to admit more than they're comfortable with there's always been a lot of gray area in sexuality period that just is a lot of these people who we think are just regular run-of-the-mill you know what i'm saying they they're they're dealing with something in their head that doesn't really comport with who they claim to be or what they think their personality is or what they think their alignment is when it comes to sexuality. So that's why I think the fear spread so much. Because if it was like, if they announced on TV that, you know, there's a disease out here that's killing squirrels, like, you know, there wouldn't be really any cause for anybody else to get, maybe if you got pet squirrels, but there's no there's no real cause for anybody to get nervous. Now, if they say... Right. Oh, there's a there's some weird rash going around in the strip clubs. There's gonna be a lot of people in a lot of different demographics, a lot of different age groups, a whole bunch of people who are gonna be like, oh shit, I might be at risk because a lot of y'all frequent this place. You know what I'm saying? So when it when they came up with that and it was like, oh, this is this is gonna run rampant, it's running rampant. It's because it wasn't just the guys down in the village with the leather. It wasn't just them. Right. It wasn't just them. It's the CEOs. It's the construction workers. Like in real life, all the YMCA guys, all all of those right. people, <laughs> the cop, the construction worker. It's all of them. It's all of them in real life, and that's why the panic went the way it did. If it was just to some small sequestered group of people, it would have just been like, "Hey, y'all better watch out." But the rest of us are fine. But that's not what they were saying. It was like, "Yo, it's dangerous out here. You're gonna die in these streets. So you better watch what Good. you're doing." Dude, people don't even give a fuck about AIDS anymore. 
That's when true. When's the last time you heard yeah. anything about AIDS? That's true. I kind of uh, in my uh, somewhere in my brain I attributed to the medicine, uh, even though I have absolutely no idea what the advancement is or how I, I really don't know. But in my brain somewhere, that's where I filed it away as is, you know, science and technology must have just gotten better. And maybe they're just people are just dealing with it. And it's not an absolute death sentence anymore. I don't know. I, I, I call I call bullshit. My dear brother, I remember being devastated watching Magic Johnson at the podium announcing mm-hmm. his retirement. Yeah, I remember I was I was living in South Carolina he got on there, and then I'm like, yo, it's my favorite bat player, and he's done. I think it was like 91 or 92. It was early 90s. And mm-hmm. he was like, yo, I'm done. And then it's like he's got AIDS. And my cousin uh, uh, was was in the process of dying from AIDS right around that same time. Wow. He was up in Chicago, and he got into like uh, he got into heroin. And so that's how he got it from from needles. But didn't, didn't get it from heterosexual sex. Just saying. Right. Right, Just right. saying. But so... And and Magic Johnson, to the best of my knowledge, he wasn't having um, uh, homosexual sex. So yeah, obviously you can you can get it. It wasn't prevalent, but you could get. It. But he got it, and he's he gets fatter every year. He gets he's more. <laughs> Magic Johnson could beat the shit out of both of us easily. Has enough enough strength and vigor, and as a as a sixty year old man, like he's got to catch me. 60. He'd have to catch me. I wouldn't fight him. He's gonna have to run me down. Probably, let's be real. <laughs> he could run us down like the predator, no problem. Oh. He's 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 in incredible shape, and I I, I can't explain that. Yeah, I can't I, explain that. That's true. It, that don't AIDS like, means nothing. That don't look like the marketing we saw growing up. Now is this the financial all. gap? Is this the fight? No, because what about well back then the guy uh, wasn't there like a fame? Who was the famous white dude? The rich, the actor Rock Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson, yes. right, and he he deteriorated pretty quickly from what I remember people talking. And this wasn't somebody who was on my radar, so I can't say that I know who this guy is or what he was in or anything like that. He was a little bit before my time, but he's a he famous like name in his fifties or sixties. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Like, he, he was, was pretty old. Old when that happened. Magic, yeah, Magic got this shit in his his physical prime. Like I right. think he was like in his thirties. He's a, a prime athlete. So, I mean, his body was like AIDS, whatever. whatever. That's crazy, whatever, bitch. And and then for people, for people, for you to be that much of a gangster, I mean, you a hardcore dude, famous actor named Rock. I mean, if you if you name yourself right. Rock, bro, that that's taking some serious liberties with what you're trying Bold. to tell people about Bold. yourself. That's a Bold hard move. dude. It is. It really is. And he croaked from it pretty badly. I remember. Well, was it? Um. Well, didn't Eddie Murphy Ash die from AIDS too? I think oh. so. Yeah. Didn't I think Eddie Murphy might be why I know him? Didn't were maybe like in Raw, maybe Delirious or Raw, one of those two. He might have been talking about Man. Rock Hudson a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of remember a comedian. Maybe a few of yeah, them. Yeah. I remember yeah because he went into that bit where he's like herpes you got to carry that shit around like luggage right he's like right, he's right. like the next thing is gonna be like you just stick your dick in a bitch and you explode <laughs> <laughs> i think i think what's the bitch he's yeah, gonna stick yeah. your dick in and you both blow <laughs> that's probably better than racing away for 10 years right and I then mean, she, she got to go straight to jail after that 
She uh, got to go to quarantine. I mean, but nah, she's she lives in a prison of the memory, dude. Dude, <laughs> if you're just think about the trauma. Think about like the girls that are traumatized, like when a dude was fucking them, and then you know didn't you know didn't give a fuck about them afterwards, or you know was about to and then just didn't, and then they feel shitty about themselves, or you know just the kind of trauma that can go along with you know sexual anxiety and insecurities, and if you see a man stick his dick in you and then just immediately explode, <laughs> the, the trauma that you're going to be carrying around for years as you wipe the remnants off of him and go to the shower, like, you're never washing that memory away. She is in prison. She is in That's prison. True. That's true. And, and, and just think about, like, yeah, I was just saying. Hopefully that. Hopefully every every part of him explodes. So it'll be like it'll feel like when you hold a firecracker for too long and it goes off in your hand. So <laughs> long as she gets a little bit of snap out of it too. Like I don't want the dude just to explode and she's just fine and walks away. She's got to get a, at least a little bit of snap out of it. That's That's terrible. It's uh, it's not dude. funny. And then, and then, but the, but the, but the thing with that disease is it just explodes the body. The dick is intact, and no, yes, you have to pull it out afterwards. No, that's what I meant. That that, that's the firecracker part. That's got to go too. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, not just over. She got to pull the stem out. Yeah. Oh my! Pull the stem out. Oh, that's so terrible. Oh, that's so. That would be a good deterrent, right? That would be yeah, but then time. you gotta think. But then, but then in her mind, it's like, does she never fuck again, or does she like no, maybe uh, that was just like one off? Yeah, she's gonna maybe do it. That, <laughs> she's gonna do it yeah. at least twice. There's yeah. at least two bodies for every. Once the second one happens, and you have to pull the dick, and then you're like, okay, obviously this is a thing. You're just like that bird. wasn't a one time thing. There's a pattern now. Yeah, you know, she's eventually she's gonna be meeting up with dudes wearing a full crotchless hazmat suit. <laughs> A crotchless hazmat suit. Like, let me get on top. <laughs> uh, a collector, and she keeps the she keeps the souvenirs. Oh yeah, take oh, dicks yeah. with her, and she's she's like the Dexter. She's like, yeah. like the the Dexter of exploding dicks, dude. Yeah, she, she got a shows hidden up. panel in her closet with all jerky hanging in yep. it. It's dried and all <laughs> dried and preserved. Or oh, are they in jars? Is she the jar type, or is she gonna Ooh. dry it and preserve it? I think she's no, the jar the, type. The, yeah, I think it's in the jar because the formaldehyde or whatever, she can keep it completely intact. Right, right. It, right. it just uh, has a it just has a singed root. Just <laughs> 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 a little singed root at the back. <laughs> oh, and no. And then oh. even better yet, she has like this little, she's like, she's like a little you know, creative MacGyver type chick. And she like, you know how when you get like a one of those old vacuums how it has all the different attachments. So she like configures at the base of the dick. She like puts these little screws in there so she can have she can always screw them on to like different machines and stuff. Like they're they're still functional and she preserves them in the formaldehyde. Yo, this may be the most disturbing supervillain of all time. The collector. Um, the She's collector. a collector, yeah. The, the I think that's been used already because it was a movie, so we have we got to get uh, a more descriptive, specific name. Yeah, it needs a different name. But, dude, the uh, that would have to be that who 
Agent Wet Nurse is trying to take out. That's 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 the evil villain, yeah. the Dick Collector. Sexual combustion. <laughs> sexual combustion. That's what it's called, bro. It's like you gotta be careful. Sexual combustion going on out here, y'all. I think the name of this episode. Nah, that shit ain't real. I'm meeting okay. up with this bitch on Tinder later on, man. You keep all that sexual combustion shit. Just like they lied to me about AIDS. I can't get AIDS. <laughs> I can't get it. It can't happen to me. Trust me. I'm immune. I'm immune to sexual combustion. Nah, worried about it. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, and she even fucks with them like, oh, yeah, you get it raw, but you don't want to wear a condom. I mean, there is that, that sexual combustion thing. She just fucks with them. Yeah, he's like, uh, nah, nah, I trust you, baby. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. There's no chance of sexual combustion. And why you gotta? That's a, that's a beautiful suit. plastic dress. <laughs> it's wonderful. I love it. It's so good. Are you going? Are we role playing? What's that? <laughs> so that's officially the name of this episode: is crotchless hazmat suits. <laughs> sexual combustion. <laughs> so. I was like the name of coming to the stage, sexual combustion, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It's better than sexual chocolate. Sexual combustion. Sexual combustion. <laughs> That's a pretty so, good all-girl band name. Yeah, like a corny R&B band, though. I, I mean, it could be an all-girl band, but yeah. it could be a dude. Like, I could... If oh, R. Kelly... Yeah. I don't really fuck with R. Kelly, but if he had a song called Sexual Combustion in his catalog, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. It could be a group of dudes too, but they'd be like, they'd be like one of uh, the black R and B groups from the '90s and shit. They'd be doing the synchronized moves and all that. <laughs> sexual combustion. Sexual combustion. And girls are sneaking out to go see him. Like, mom, where are you going? I'm just going to my friend's house. You better not be going to see sexual combustion. I heard they were in town. And then you see your mother at the show. She's there too. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming with a halter top on. Uh, Screaming her lungs she, out. Yeah, and if and the craziest thing about it is that group, that group exists in the time where that that is it's real. It really happened. Nah, they were opening. They were opening for Color Me Bad. That's oh, when that was going on. Sexual can color me bad and sexual can but that sounds like a real <laughs> concert that actually happened in like '97. <laughs> <laughs> that, in 97 somewhere Color Me Bad and Sexual Combustion Was on the same bill for sure 100% In some exists. alternate timeline right, right. If not in this universe In, in, in some timeline yeah. that, that flyer is real Yeah that flyer is real Sexual Combustion and Color Me Bad That's, They're just perfect together They're perfect together <laughs> And they, they were actually the middle act The first act was H-Town <laughs> <laughs> it was H Town, then Sexual Combustion, and then Color Me Bad. For, yeah, definitely. Jodeci wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, right? just... nah. <laughs> y'all got y'all got little dick pinatas exploding on the stage. Nah, we can't fuck yeah. with that. Jodeci is mad at that. They hated that shit. I did a song with Tupac. I'm not doing this shit. Oh my oh. gosh, dude! Sexual Combustion. I need that to happen. I have to. I need the crotchless hazmat suit to be a real thing. I'm sure it already is. I mean. I'm positive that there's a crotchless hazmat suit on Amazon right now. <laughs> <Guaranteed>. just... 
<laughs> Guaranteed. The whole thing is completely, you know, she's got the gloves, the, the elbow high right. gloves. Like, all I, I really, we have, we have to keep germs out of here. The Except, only thing we're I, letting into this suit is some dick. <laughs> That's it. And we're keeping it when we leave. <laughs> You're taking it with me when I go. <laughs> She's like, you know, this is mine, right? He's like, yeah, baby, it's your ah, pop. This <laughs> 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 splat all over the room. So, when 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 does he explode? Is it like as soon as your dick goes in type of shit, or is it like after a couple of a cu- like you got to create some friction and then it kind of works its way up to exploding you? Yeah, that's why it there's a she has a she has to build up a certain amount of combustion venom, like she's got a uh, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> what is it like? A, the polymer, which she she's got two different chemicals. She got two different yeah. chemicals, and they mix in your urethra, right? And then she's only got a certain amount of it, though. So it moves through your bloodstream, and by the time you explode, none of it is actually in your pipe. That's why that's the only thing that don't explode because it traveled and colonized the rest uh, of your body while you were banging. Out, yeah, it gets brain and your heart, and then yep. boom. She all said, the random, yep. And overdrives rest everything. Is gone. Pop. Wow. <laughs> Pop, go to weed. That's got you know what? I'm about to get on the nature channel. I, there's got to be some animal where that's probably how it works. Well, there's got to be. Black praying mantises eat the man right after they mate. Yeah. This, and the, it, and the pipe this, stays this animals in. Animals that eat their baby. Uh, I don't know. I yeah, don't know if the pipe the is still. Mantises. No, yeah, with the praying mantises, it's they, because she's eating them while he's still stroking. What? Yeah, she's eating that, him while he's stroking. I thought stroking. they boned and then he ate. She ate no. him. She's eating him while he's she stroking. Eats him while he's fucking. While he's and he don't even try to get away. He's like, listen, do what you gotta do. <laughs> I got what I came for. <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I got what I came I, for. I, I'm going out on a high note. You I'm eat cool me if you got it. If I die, I die. <laughs> listen. And yeah, she yeah, it stays in, bro. Yo, that is that is a that is a no matter how fucked up your relationship is, your relationship is not as fucked up as a praying mantis. This, mm-hmm. That is rife with dysfunction. Yeah, yeah. That is too much just, sacrifice. That is so you yeah, man. See any, any, yeah. any conversation about like PETA and not eating animals, it it makes me think about that uh that scene from Futurama. I don't know if you ever used to fuck with that show, yeah. but they had one where there were some like super vegan hippies, and they're like, "Look, we're gonna eat meat. Like, you know, even animals eat meat." I was like, "No, we taught a lion to eat tofu, and oh, the man. lion is just cut to the lion, and the lion is just sickly. You see all of his, you know, his rib cage like it's you know a xylophone. It's just he's he's in bad shape. He's in bad shape." Really, really bad shit. So nature, animals are eating other animals. And in that case, I mean, look, man, fuck animals. Like, we got to eat animals. The fact that there's species of creatures that eat the animal while they're getting fucked by the animal, there's there's no code in nature. There's nothing yeah. in nature that, that we need to respect. Nothing. Because they don't give a shit. Nothing. They don't they give a shit, don't man. Fuck. I don't give a fuck. Dude. I had no idea. Maybe, well, that's got to be her name. It's got to be something kind of mantis. I mean, there's already an animal that does it. She right, yeah. just she eats the rest of them, and she don't eat the dick. She just leaves the dick in. She picks her teeth with it. Oh, my God. 
He's like, yeah, I got it. You knew what you were getting when you came here. You knew what the chances were. We joked about sexual combustion before we even started, and you laughed. You thought it was funny. So, you know, now you go in a jar. What's left of you goes in a jar. I got to understand. I got to understand. Does the, what, what is the biological imperative that would cause that to be a thing? Like, you don't want the 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 DNA to go anywhere else, and that's the only way to ensure that he's not going to go and fuck another praying mantis. But don't you want to create other kids? Don't you? Are, you don't need the praying mantis to help you like feed the babies while you're nursing them. Like nope. how? What a fucked up animal. And see the sex. Maybe the sexual combustion is is only uh oh there it is, okay. So the guys can't automatically die from it because that would make the probability too high. And eventually, even though you know the lust factor is pretty magnetic, they would eventually learn to stay away from. Like dudes would eventually just be like, you know, I, I don't want to play this game no more. But if you tell them it, that it's a polymer, it's a two-part program, and only certain people with genetic markers will explode from it. The woman has one part, the dude has the other part. And the only way for you to know if these two are incompatible is if you explode during sex. <laughs> That's the only way to know. There's no other way to test it. So it's like, yeah, they're going to roll the dice. They're going to, because everybody's going to think, I'm not that guy. I'm not the one. Trust me, I'm going to be fine. And then you I pop. I mean, yeah, I'll be fine. Uh... I'll be fine. I've banged a couple ticks, you know, and I didn't explode. So I think I'm good. And, and in her storyline, like she owns a chain of Lusty Burgers. Like she's, <laughs> she's, she's the CEO of Lusty Burger. She, yes, she And that's is. how she gets her kicks. She's that's how CEO. she gets the kicks. Mm. And she's and like, it, like super feminine empowerment. Like she's the evil, like, like wet nurse. Like, she's the nurturing, loving, badass. Like, she's the positive side to, like, the divine feminine. And then this praying mantis dick exploding bitch, she is just, she's just despicable. She's she's basically like uh, your boy, um, what's his name? The dude that was screaming at the, the cameraman or some shit. Uh, Christian Bale. She's oh, yeah, like the yeah. American psycho female version. Mm. See of Lusty Burgers doing unspeakable acts in the middle of the night. Yeah. Luring dudes on Tinder. Exploding them. <laughs> Why am I seeing AOC in my head? <laughs> Is that bad? Is, that's wrong, right? That's not good. And, and you need to give her like another 20 years. Yeah, like she's is, a little older, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I, I like it. I like it. We added another super villain to the list. So what do we... Okay, right now we have Patriarchy. We have Latinx, and we have sexual combustion. Sexual Those combustion. are three really good villains. Well, Wet Nurse is a good oh, guy. Oh, just the villains. The villains. Yeah, just the villains. Yeah, Wet, wet Nurse is a, she's a good guy. She's uh, okay. she's definitely she's gonna be like our, uh, almost like our Batman because she doesn't have any real powers. She's just really good at. <laughs> At shooting and her only actual yeah, powers, babies. yeah, in feeding babies, her only actual powers is she has multi-purpose breast milk. But but no no no. But we also got to sell it as like she doesn't have a so, so the power to create and nurture life is not a superpower. Like you're you're a fucking piece of shit, dude. Well, that that's like, that you, would be her reply. That's her reply when right. You completely like, oh, inoculate so you her from powers? any criticism. 
What do you mean right. I don't have any powers? I have the ultimate superpower. I can <laughs> I can house life within my body. It's like what I can fly and then nurture it with my body. Yeah, yeah but I can shoot can laser you? beams out of my eyes. Can you feed a child with just your body? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> and I squirted some gluey breast milk on your feet while you weren't looking. Now you can't move. <laughs> it's actually called colostrum. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh... She's perfect, bro. She's perfect. She's got acidic she breast milk that can it can melt locks and shit. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> squirt it in the computer. That's all she needs, sh- but she, she she has mastery over her body that she for whatever that's that's her X power or whatever. She 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 mixes around like it's like a cement vat, you know, <laughs> like it's like a mixing truck. She just all goes on in her titty and she makes special milk for special purposes. But yeah. she does it all within it. She doesn't need like little patches, different kind of batterings like Batman's got, or, or you know, Hawkeye with all his, you know, shitty different arrows. It's, she just does it all in house, all in the titty yeah. casing. Oh, it depends on what, what yoga position she's standing in. Oh, <laughs> she has shit. to pose different for every kind <laughs> of milk. So downward that's how you dog know. Yeah. makes the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. Every different yoga position has a different type of milk. She needs acidic milk. She's got a in the sun salutation for acidic milk, and then she can melt the lock off the door, melt the whole door handle off, that and get out of a trap room. Fucking. How does she get out of here? You can't. You'd have to have hydrochloric acid to get out of here. Uh, she bet she has breast milk. And the sun salutation <laughs> breast milk melt any fucking metal. I think she's awesome though. I think I think as much as people would like to get angry about it because it seems like a big troll, there'd be people who'd be like, you know what, this is perfect. I love it. And she never even acknowledges the baby on that's attached to her neck. Never. She don't have to acknowledge the never. baby. She don't have to like she don't have to protect them. She's jumping through windows and all of that. And the baby just knows exactly how to just be there, latched on, drinking with his eyes closed, and he's never bothered. And it's a testament to how good that titty milk is. Yeah, that he's just in a stupid and and she fu- and and she fucks with other moms like you know they, she sees them feeding formula, you know like there's no nutrition there, you know like she you know she'll go in and let the kid get a couple of swig you know it's, it's important to her. But I she definitely get a couple see, of like swigs. I saw her in a <laughs> I saw her originally as a. Like a like a black cat special agent, you know, in the leather sexy suit. Yo, I think the headband and the aerobics yoga uniform is is the money now, dude. Yeah, yeah. breastfeeding she yoga. She channels mom. the power of different breast milk through yoga poses. <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. Holy shit! Oh, oh, and with all the yoga poses there are versus all the different configurations or concoctions of breast milk we could have, you know, that right. shit's endless. Right, it's endless. <laughs> it goes on forever, dude. <laughs> it, it, and after after a few episodes of the, of the comic or the or, or the anime, people wouldn't know which one she needs to use. Like they would see the pose coming, they're like, "Oh shit, she's about to bring out the glue breast milk." She's doing the right pose for it. They would know exactly which one it was by the time she she struck the pose. Uh, oh shit! And then when the villains got hip to it, they would tie her up in certain in certain positions so she couldn't make the pose to right. get the necessary breast milk. Right. 
Uh, and then all that does is help her discover new types of milk that she has. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it doesn't matter, right? Like, you Little can't did stop you her. know when you hogtied me. <laughs> yeah. And that unlocked that my simple. ultimate breast milk. <laughs> that, when you hogtied <laughs> That unlocked my teleportation breast milk. <laughs> I just put a puddle on the floor and I disappear into the puddle and come back out wherever I want. <laughs> it's like a portal, portal breast milk <laughs> when I'm hogtied. <laughs> it automatically opens a portal back to her hideout. That's oh, beautiful. Shit. I love it, dude. I love it. You can't beat her. You can't beat her because you can't beat Mother Nature. Dude, that's the best that has to happen yeah that is the good. best yeah. that is the best hero ever created <laughs> hands down there's nothing better i'll tell you what because listen they know the power of the titty and that you could check any female comic book character they all got the the huge titties are implied right. like there's definitely just like with the men the biceps and the traps yeah. you know and the pecs it's all amplified, let you know, yeah, man, the strength. And, uh, the woman always got super-duper hips and super-big titties. No. So but what you've never done is you've actually had one of the titties popped out. You've implied it. You've implied the worship of the titty, but you, you've only had it there just to oogle, but you've yeah. had it oogled under clothing. So you haven't really committed to really harness the full allure of the titty that you're drawing in such an amplified way, but you've also rendered it completely useless because I can't think of one superhero interaction. I never remember Rogue breaking a titty out to feed a baby. She had right. kids. Right. She, had she kids wasn't in doing one of the nothing. Storylines. She wasn't doing nothing with those boobs. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. But but you say you yo. But you make it to where yo. There's a titty always out. But it's not just sexualized, although it is out. So you can see it and it is sexual. So we're not going to, you know, just draw it all big and nice, but never reveal it. Oh, it's revealed and it's doing its real deal, legit purpose. And it's the center of all her tricks, all right. her tactics center mm. around her ability to nourish that child. That And that could be a whole storyline, too, is figuring out who the fuck's baby is that. Oh, I, like I'm just thinking never, about that. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that. What we find out eventually, when the when uh when wet nurse dies and in, in duty, she dies in servicing her country and and saving some lives, that the baby the 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 wet nurse title is a mantle. It's a mantle, and all the baby does is attach to the oh, next oh, next oh. best candidate, and she becomes special agent wet nurse. It's and all about the baby power, right? The baby is the is wow. the connection, yo. It, and it, and it chooses. It's all about the next generation. Yeah, it it's chooses all, who all it wants. <laughs> they just find special agent wet nurse dead and her leg exploded off and shit like that. And she's and got one, one boob hanging out. They're like, oh my God, wait, where's the baby? And the baby just shows up at a diner and there's some woman serving coffee at like one o'clock in the morning. <gasps> and the baby's like, yeah, you're the one. <laughs> and she and picks him up. <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's it. And all the powers oh, are the baby. Yep, there it is. And, and and then and then you find out. Then you find out that the baby is really like some kind of like ancient deity or creature. You, you know, some kind of magical aspect to it. Yeah. You know, oh, and he bro. just he just really likes titties. 
and so and he never he's, grows he's up. His power, right? Yeah, you so said he, that before. So he's not capable of doing violence, right? Right. So he's like a couple thousand years old or a millennia old, but he just continuously looks like a baby. Right. And that's how he find. That's how he passes all his powers down. That's how he chooses people by because their, they're compassionate. She picks him up and he starts trying to like nuzzle into her shirt. She's like, "But wait, I, I, I'm not lactating. I don't know how I can." And then he just latches on and starts drinking. And she's like, "What the? Fuck? <laughs> 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 it's, it's like the Manchurian Candidate. Her eyes just trigger, and yeah. she's just awakened. And all of a sudden, she's got badass pistol game." Well, wow, oh, we find out that Special Agent Wetners is actually attached uh, to a uh, to an alien, and it's a symbiotic relationship. It's mm-hmm. an alien symbiote that's just a a, a millennia old baby <laughs> that just attaches to your boob. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking beautiful! He crash landed in a meteor, bro. <laughs> oh shit! And his uh his little. His little cutesy little uh, what is it called? Uh, what are those things that carry the babies? What's the name of it? It's not a car seat. It's like a little, little carry. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whenever. Whenever you see a movie and the baby's abandoned on a doorstep, yep, it's yep, in one of those. Little carry. That's that's their spaceship. Like he hits a button and the little you know like glass doors go over the top and then it can take flight. So that's how he gets around and then he crash he crash lands. In front of where he need, you know, where he knows the next person is gonna be. Like, oh, what an adorable baby! Oh, yeah, man. He's like, I've been flying all over the galaxy, seeking out compassionate feminine energy, (laughs) 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 and I I found you. I found you. You will be my mother now. Yeah, yeah. She hears him talking inside of her head. But that that can't be revealed. Like that's that's the end of season one. Like I just I want the trauma for the audience or just the just the whatever visceral reaction comes from just seeing that imagery with no explanation. Why is yeah. this bitch going around like like a Quentin Tarantino movie, just popping people with a ridiculous like John Wick bravado, but just nursing that baby? And like you said, it's never acknowledged. It's never discussed. There's no explanation why, but you just see that imagery. That's that's a fucking great introduction to a character. Oh, it is. It and really then is. to expand on it and actually, and then to give it a legitimate explanation. That's Special great. Agent Wet Nurse. God, it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, this was. I, I'm not having that moment where it's like, no, it's too. You can, we got to talk ourselves out of it. I'm like, no, no this this no, is no. kind of good. Like, I, I like this. I just get more, I like this more, more excited. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! She's the best. I love it. I'm just a breastfeeding, gunslinging, and now that it's a, now that it's an alien symbiote, that just makes it even better. Because <laughs> that that gives it like the Thanos Endgame component to it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You what get planet some supernatural, is he from? you know, Thanos <laughs> galaxies. Are there more of them? Where did he come from? Why is he here? Is he a good guy? Like, uh, we got four right. more seasons before we figure all that out. We can stretch this out for at least five more checks. Big Shit. checks. Oh, before man. we tell you all of that. Yeah, and we changed magic at the end of season like, two. And every season. But no, but here's the thing. You remember uh, HBO had that shit like True Detective? So yeah, every, like yeah. one season, right? And I think right. American Horror Story did the same thing. 
So you could get like whatever new hot up and coming female lead is like popping for that year. She's the she's special agent wet nurse for that season. You know, That's so what awesome, you see dude. at the end of a season is you see who's going to be the next page special agent wet nurse. And it, it could be so corny and so predictable, but people would love that shit. Like, oh, shit, it's going to be her? And then you don't mm. actually get to see her in action until you got to wait a whole nother year. They do you like how Game of Thrones used to do you. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah we let you in on a little something, but you ain't going to see nothing else about it for another year. Wait, Bro, could you out. imagine halfway through season two, Agent Wet Nurse dies, right? Halfway through season two, and at the beginning, at the end of that episode, the baby in the basket again finds itself on the outside of a diner when the waitress is in the diner. You know, she's overworked and all frazzled and shit like that. And the first is like a smoke break. And there's a baby in a basket with like a light coming down from the sky. He's like right under the light, the spotlight, all of his shit. Right. So she she has right. to see him. Could you imagine the audience being like, how the fuck did the baby get back? Who put the baby in the basket though? Because right. if, if Agent right. Wetnurse is dead, how did the baby get back in the basket? Is he choosing her? <laughs> Wait a minute, the baby's conscious? Like, oh, they go nuts. It'd be such a dope reveal, bro. <laughs> That's some Game of Thrones level shit right there, bro. <laughs> It's the last thing. That's the cliffhanger. Up. That's the cliffhanger. How'd that baby get? Oh my God. Wait, the baby's choosing them. That nurse is a mantle. I love it. I love it, though. We, we got to make this shit happen. This this might be the key to our fucking generational wealth, bro. Especially dude, this might be the thing that puts us over the top. Dude, from the, uh, from the very, I think at this point, we. We, we we got at least um we've got a cast of at least like twenty solid characters. <laughs> if yeah, if we, we went back through everything, if we went back through everything, there's there's at least twenty characters in all of this. Easily. P. D. Lee Jefferson. Dude, great greatest <laughs> thing ever, dude. Black Slugs. <laughs> You just see the light coming. <laughs> Everybody else is announcing shit. Generational wealth. <laughs> and he always just says some off the wall shit. It's like, oh, what? Everybody Amazing. else is announcing what they are. Yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah, we got some good. We I think if we built it around Agent Wet Nurse, if she's like the foundation of it all. Yeah, everybody else is just shot. a character in her universe. Yeah, yeah. Scott and they can have some of their own, you know, we can have some side novels. They did that with Star Wars. You know, Star Wars got a bunch of little yeah. side novels and shit oh, with a backstory shit. and extras. Yeah. But yeah, Wet Nurse might be the flagship character. I agree, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Special Agent Wet Nurse is the flagship character. 100%. It's the best one. It's the best one. It's, it's female empowerment. It's uh, the future is female. It's all the energy that people want to see, but they have to wonder: Are do I love this or am I offended by it? It's gonna, it's gonna be a little, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a little confusing at first. And that sounds like a recipe for free marketing, if you ask me. I like it, but it also pisses me off a little. That means it's gonna get shared a lot right. on on Twitter. Yeah, I, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Right. This, you know, this is All the right, graphic man. novel. This is the uh, the flagship character of the graphic novel, Special Agent Wetners. And this week, before this week is out, I'm going to draw a sketch of Special Agent Wetners. 
and we go we gonna figure this out <laughs> because it's too good. It's too good. Dude, um, I can't wait, man. I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, she's gotta have the yoga, the yoga headband. Yeah, the yoga, just the, the dude, yoga poses, dude, bro. The yoga poses, <laughs> dude. That sets it all off, dude. Oh, it just makes it so theatrical when she's doing her powers. Like, whatever she needs, she's got to strike the right pose for it. And it's like, how does she know this? How long has she been doing this? Is a, you know, backstories, like she was just a, a traffic cop. You know, she was, she's a she's a meter maid and shit, giving people tickets. And she's she's in the parking lot giving people tickets one day, and she sees a spotlight with a little baby carrier. Oh, <laughs> oh but you don't know that right away. When you ask her, she's like, having kids changed my life. Having a kid. It changed my life, but you don't know what she means by it at that point. Yeah, just having one. I mean, having one attached to my body changed my life. <laughs> yeah, and we can we can re- revisit alien. Yeah, it'll be like a montage of all the the cryptic shit that she said over the over throughout right, the season. She told you, right? <laughs> she showed you and she told you, but you didn't get what she was really saying. Even it's, though she gave it to it literally, it's like it's like yeah, having 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 a child changed my life. Wow, changed me forever. Changed me forever. Oh, I could I couldn't live without him because once <laughs> once he's detached, this is some Kaiser Soze level shit right here. This is good. This is good. I love it. It's it's a it's a gold mine. It's an absolute gold mine, and nobody can tell me different. This this one's gonna happen. This was gonna happen. This is the one that's gonna put us in the game right here. I thought I, at first I thought it was gonna be patriarchy, because that's a, that's a good one. But no, it's it's wet nurse, bro. It's wet nurse. She's the one. Pa- 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 patriarchy definitely fits in that universe, though. For oh, for sure. sure, for sure, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. He's he's. I mean, he's automatically one of the best villains that could ever be. So. I mean, that's just hands down, no debate. Patriarchy is the, even in comic books where they don't name him, they don't call him by that name. He's actually the villain. He's the villain. Any woman, any woman superhero, her greatest conflict will always be patriarchy. It's not the Joker. (laughs) It's not the, it's not, no, it's not, it's not Solomon Grundy. It's none of them. It's not Thanos. It's patriarchy, yo. It's patriarchy. Yeah, we're good. Dude, it's, uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jot down all of these and start fleshing some of them out, but I'm definitely gonna start crafting the uh, the catalog, man. Yeah, uh, of fleshing out of fleshing out this universe. That's yeah, it's great, worth, dude. It's worth it, dude. Even if we have to freaking hire illustrators to do it for us, so we can streamline the process. We 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 got all the ideas, dude. Yeah. I'm listen. I, I just I find me the person I got to pitch this to. That's how I feel. Just let me pitch it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm told. I, I believe in it a hundred percent. You know what we need to do is say fuck it, and just make start making some online comic episodes with whatever, whatever authentic amount of skill and talent that we have to do the pan to draw out the panels. Because I mean, there's comics out here that are popular that look, you know, they're just squiggly lines and shit. So it doesn't really matter if the story's good enough. People will eat that shit up, dude. We just need to make yeah. a few panels. And, yeah, and then once and then once the financing come in, then the production values can can be heightened. But yeah, yeah just whatever rudimentary means of just getting the essence of it out there. Yeah, it has to happen, dude. Yeah. Karen Tron, All patriarchy, 
all special agent wet nurse. It's got to happen. Yeah, we got to get it to Netflix. We got to have Rosario Dawson as the first agent wet nurse. Yeah, she could. She could definitely do a season. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, your first That's season, Rosario fit. Dawson. That's what I think. I love it. I like it. <laughs> this is it. See, I'm speaking it into existence, bro. We're gonna be sitting back two or three years from now. Like, remember when we were laughing about this shit? Right. And now it's actually the first season's <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It, it sounds funny. It sounds funny, but people are gonna be listening to this episode. Like, yo, they said it, they said it was gonna happen. And it fucking happened. That's right. Episode 25. 26. Episode this is 26. 25. <laughs> Oh, 26. 26. This is the one. But uh, yeah, she's here, bro. She's here. It's on. I'm committed. I'm committed to Wet Nurse. I'm with the man. Yeah, we're pulling her into existence uh, this week. Dude, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But yeah, let me me get out of here, man, before I get get in trouble, man. Yeah, definitely. You know, keep the, uh, you know, keep your head low. You know what I'm saying? Give some foot rubs. Get you some grapeseed oil. Give some foot rubs. Keep everything running smooth. <laughs> you know how to do it. <laughs> All right. hey, enjoy the rest of the night, brother. Hey, you too, man. Hey, always a pleasure, dude. Yeah, man. I'll check you later. All right. Peace, brother. Bless.